Okay, so I've been waiting 20 years for Stallone and De Niro, my two favorite impressions. Because, you know, Stallone is like this here. Look, Stallone, here's Stallone. Absolutely. And here's De Niro. I love doing these guys. I just feel something deep in the soul from doing these two guys. And I couldn't wait for my two favorite actors to be in the same movie. Finally, they did Copland together. And I was so excited to see them in the same scene, in the same movie. Finally. And, and here's the scene. Here's the scene that I love so much. Uh, you uh, detective. I don't want to be involved. You know, I want to be partial. <laughs> you talking to me? You talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. Absolutely. I'm talking to you. I'm expelancillating. I'm talking to you. Absolutely. That's not talking. That's mumbling. You're mumbling. I'm not mumbling. I'm telling you how I feel. I'm leaving my That's mumbling. You're mumbling. You're mumbling. Oh. You like that one? You like that song? No. No? Not really. Do you? Nope. You Not even when the Talking Heads do I it. Didn't nope. I not think so. It's maybe the most annoying Talking Heads song. Yeah. Unless there's some sort of deep cut I don't know about that's more annoying. I could see that. Oh, yeah. There's... Yeah. I mean, David Byrne's got look, annoying Look at that guy. I bet he's done some deep cut stuff that I don't even know about that would really stick in my craw. Oh, you talking like illegal? Yeah, that I don't even want to know about. That oh, okay. guy's got a real like uh, American Psycho sort of like a uh, vibe to him. That just like, why is that guy who's clearly a weirdo such a clean cut yeah. white guy? Those two things don't like jive together. Yeah. You watch, clearly such a weirdo shouldn't be so clean cut. You it's watch uh, you watch that Spike Lee joint he did that live New yeah. York thing. Well, sure, yeah. You watched it, of course, yeah. How was it? I mean, it was a good stage show. It's yeah. not as good as Stop Making Sense, ah, which so it was just, just kind yeah. of a redo of. So, like, what's, like, what's the point? Yeah, we've already got Stop Making Sense. We need one with Spike Jones involved. Your Spike Lee. Spike Lee. Did I say Spike, Spike Jones? Jones? Would probably be better. Way. Oh, it's baby oil and blow. It's an action stravaganza. Shoot 'em up, but get serious drama palooza. Yeah, that's what we're doing this one. I did. Mm-hmm. You like that? Yeah. I went serious. I am serious because I am one half of your host. Mm-hmm. I am at O. With me, as always, he is the Tom Tom Club to my talking heads. Oh, wow. He is Nate Adams. What a what an honor that is right yeah. there. Do they have any? Uh... Yeah. Tom Tom Club get together and do a second song ever. Oh, <laughs> no. That, that yeah, one no. annoying song right there. But you're comprised of that hot bass player. Yeah. And so that, you got that going that for That nerd you. drummer she was married to. Uh, you know. And then whoever else. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's not a bad job. It's not a great job. It's not a bad job. 
look at the Tom Tom Club wiki, they might be more interesting than I'm giving them credit for. Yeah. Oh yeah, you are Nate Adams. Maybe they so, got all yeah. sorts of B cuts that I don't even know about. Oh hoy hoy everybody. Nate Adams, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Who Who's to say anymore? anymore? This is. Who's to say? I've given up. Um, Not me. It's episode two hundred one, and I do it for the people. Yeah, I always was, have. You know really that about just me. Feels like we've hit that even like number right there, two hundred. And it's like, should we just? There's an accomplishment. Like, yeah. Why do it two hundred one? Yeah. Who's still listening at two two hundred one? What's wanna, the What's the point of that? You want to call this episode two hundred two? I don't know. I just feel like maybe we get about halfway through this, and then just be like, uh, yeah, eh. this this doesn't really make any sense anymore. Let's just. Let's just walk away from this. Would you say? Just put out like a twenty-five minute episode. Sense, you know. I get what we're doing there. For yeah. some reason, we're talking about the Talking Heads. All, I don't know. All, all, all night long. long is, oh, we're gonna move to a move a uh, music podcast. You know, no. we did wrestling. We did. Uh-huh. We tried movies. Is that time to switch it up. I've been trying to just subliminally get you to do a uh, uh, sitcom podcast That's with true, me. Yeah, but you just you're refusing. I've seen every episode of What I Like About You. Let's talk about that. Is that the Amanda Bynes what one like you're always talking you? about? Is that the... <laughs> can we at least do like According to Jim or something? Oh, so, something I can do. I gotta, I'm going to have to check Dave's schedule. If you know, I mean, that's going to be a three-man podcast. Oh, wow. We're bringing somebody yeah. else on? I don't know. We have a hard enough time scheduling it with two people. This yeah. is maybe biting off more than we can chew. That's fair. I guess those uh 22 minute episodes of according to Jim would be easier to knock out really the lend themselves conversations on that yeah. though. We could fucking finally add some brevity to this uh complete chore of a podcast we've yeah. got going right here. Yeah. Well, we're keeping it short and tidy to the intros here, huh? Yeah, that's right. Uh Matt, it's uh November. It's, you know, it's November to remember. It's the time has changed. It's d- even darker earlier than it was last week. I fully predicted mm. that we are going to be in no mood to be jovial mm. and lighthearted. You're right. Uh, we scheduled this thing to You're be right. serious. Right. We're talking about dramas no all one's month fun. long. No fun. No fun is allowed on this podcast right now. Nobody. We're talking about weighty, serious, award-winning uh, you know, pieces of art. We are drama kings. This uh, that's that's the tagline here. We're, that's right. we're being drama kings all month long. So that that involves temper tantrums as well. Where halfway See, through, I'll refuse to keep recording this thing. Drama king. He's the guy from the show, right? The entourage. Maybe is, is that a guy? Maybe I'll get down on a knee and. Is that what they call him? Chugga. Chug an ice. Ch- chug an ice. Chug an ice. Able to get through this. That's, that's chug a, get down on a knee and chug a pumpkin Johnny spice Drama, beer, mother the sucker. The kid from uh, The Blob is the okay. guy from Entourage. Do they call and, him and Drama King or do they just call him no, Drama? Just I've never seen Johnny an episode. Drama. Okay. Why would he be the Drama King? He's the know. loser of the podcast. What, what the podcast, the, the, the TV show. I thought the take was they were all losers. I thought the, the gimmick was that you... Watched shitty TV as your lifestyle. Not award-winning Certainly. HBOs. I don't watch that shit. Oh, there's no way that Entourage ever won an award. Countless Emmys. Jeremy it's Pivens got like eight Emmys, man. Terrible show. No redeeming qualities. You can set up the movie. I'm going to look up Jeremy Pivens' Emmy wins. Tell me you don't know anything about Turtle. I do not. Which one's that? He's Turtle. I'm guessing the fatter one. Yeah. yeah. What do you, what do you Good think? Good for me. What do you think they call the tall one Turtle? That's not how that show works. Who's the one that was on uh, Grounded, or uh, was uh, with uh, Nikki Cox mm, show? Yeah, but that I do not know. Uh, the main guy, redhead guy. The main guy who's the redhead guy. I had yeah. no idea he was famous. Yeah. I thought that was just some loser that yeah. Marky Mark knew from like the neighborhood. Oh, when I'm he was sure. A kid or whatever. 
What does he call his posse? If Leo's is the pussy posse, uh, I think that's just aren't don't they just call themselves the Wahlburgers? Is, is oh, okay. What's going on? Yeah, everybody just honorary. I think there's a, a Wahlburgers in Chicago. Yikes! Uh, now I, I was walking down the street the other day and came upon one, and I was like, "Ooh, a Wahlburgers!" I, I don't know I'll anything about that. this other than it's vaguely a reality show or something. Yeah, I didn't have the. Uh, it won six motivation em- to go in there. Six Emmys. Entourage sir. won yeah. six Emmys. Yeah. For what? Primetime Emmy, outstanding sound mixing for a comedy or drama series. Sound mixing. Uh, outstanding sound mixing again for 2010 uh, and 2009. Uh, Primetime Emmy winner, outstanding supporting actor in a comedy series, Jeremy Piven, 2008. Jeremy Piven, not good. <laughs> also won it in 2007. Jeremy Piven in that show. Uh-huh. They got what the, was everybody they got else sound on television again doing in 2007? He won it in 2006 as well. Yeah. Wow. How many three. years? He picked three up three years? of those. He won three Emmys yeah. for playing Jeremy Piven yeah. in Entourage. Pretty much. Post uh, hair transplant Jeremy Piven. Well, that, he had a whole new energy about him. Yeah. People were just loving it. He made that uh, make the deal movie. And then, uh, you know. Pretty sure that wasn't a thing. That's got to be something sure. fake that nah. you're making up right now. Could be. Yeah. Lost a lot of time. Matt, uh, last week we did our first drama movie. I don't remember what it was. We probably had a good time talking about it. It's it probably, it probably, probably a big deal. Important. Uh, luckily, I took notes on what our uh, our movie for this week is. Yeah. So, um, I, I know what it is. It's, it's mm-hmm. clear in my mind right here. Okay. I don't got to think about anything to get through the rest of this podcast. Let's get into the rundown. That's the way we like it. No thinking. Rundown this Just week stinking. is brought to us by uh, Bruce Springsteen's 1980 double album, mm. The River, Ooh. which uh, a couple of choice sad tracks are plucked off of and featured in the film we're talking about. You like Sad Springsteen. I think this is the first time maybe he fully mm. delved into that. Just like, hey, we're going to put out an album that's all blue on the cover and I'm looking sad on it. Hey, I know we're like having a lot of fun, but. It's for you. What if we just get a little sad for yeah. you? Yeah. You just, you just feel Not sad. Not in 1980. Once in a while. This guy was just writing songs about living in a van down by the river. Hey, Clarence, you ever feel sad every once in a while? Yeah, that's right, Bruce. Yeah, all right. I don't really know what Clarence sounds like. I just sort of did like a Tonight Show thing. Just gave him a sort of Kevin Eubanks. No, it was a good go-to. Pretty good, yeah. It was good. Imagine imagine anybody's sidekick has has got Eubanks energy. What would your impersonation have been if I called you Max Weinberg? Uh, Oh, Bruce. Another another sad song, Bruce. Is that what he sounded like? I remember he was on Conan for many years, and I just can't think of his voice for some reason. I don't know why you just did that offensive Jewish stereotype voice. Probably because voice. of my uh, melted brain, but certainly don't remember him having any sort of distinctive delivery yeah. in any way. I think that was sort of the gimmick. Right. Like, hey, Weinberg, you're yeah. real milk toast, huh? But hey, run out to your Sam Goody and Quite pick up uh, the Quite river. Drummer. Now that La Bamba from yeah. uh, Conan's band. Oh, he was a card. That guy, that guy was a cut up. He was a real that guy card. Brought some energy to the show. Hell yeah. He should go on Fallon. The rundown is of 1997's Copland. Yeah. This is a film with a runtime of 105 minutes. Nice. Pretty brief for, for a weighty drama for right a there. Serious. Getting in and getting out. I yeah. like that. We're all about getting in and getting out. There's a film that spent $15 million to get made. 
just not here. And brought back a gross of $63.7 million. I'm going to call that a very nice Financial critical success Copland. They'll probably do a sequel. You can make mid-budget dramas, Hollywood. Let this be a lesson to you. It's not something that you had to entirely abandon. Throw a little dollars at some actors and then just make a movie. Things don't have to be $100 million or something that only hits streaming. Yeah. That's that's not the world we have to live in. Let's find an $85 million movie, folks, because that's that's mid now. Rotten Tomatoes uh, has this at 76% right here. That's it? It's it's 76%. People, favorable. It's favorable. I guess uh, so. Not heavily so. No. Maybe maybe some some messy things going on in here. We'll see. We'll see when we get into it. Director of this film, guy goes by the name of James Mangold. Oh, he's great in everything. He's, oh, so good. He's uh, he's sort of a weird journeyman type. He does different uh-huh. sorts of movies. Doesn't really have any sort of auteur stamp. Did he do that Golden Lake movie, Golden Pond? Yeah, I don't know what that oh, okay. is. Probably he did Walk the Line, that boring uh, Johnny Cash Jacqueline. drama that probably made yeah. a bunch of got a bunch of awards or whatever. I hear the train rolling. Did that 310 to Yuma remake, which that I remember really being boring. okay. I don't but remember boring. anything about it. Just like, this is a fine remake of 310 to Yuma, but who was asking for that movie to be remade? Batman fought Master and Commander in a cowboy fight. Speaking of the Dark Knight, Mm-hmm. Uh, he did a little bit, a little movie called Night and Day, which I think probably you remember finally right there. I'm the guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the guy. You know I love Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz. I was going to say, who was the chick in that one? Silly, and, such and such. That was their re-teaming after the huge yeah. success of Vanilla Sky. And uh, they were both what in uh, Something About Mary. Why those, why those guys keep getting put in movies together? It's the same guy, right? Uh, they're just two other. Uh, Two, two short guys, I think. I think those oh. are different guys. Kate and Leopold? Oh, hell yeah. This guy liked working with Hugh Jackman. With fucking Jackman? Yes, he, did, and, uh, he did the and, Wolverine and, and Logan, too. And uh, Kate Hudson, right? Was, uh, she was... She Kate? I don't, I don't think they would have cast a Kate as a Kate. Yeah, you're right now. On the nose. <sighs> she should have been. Or was Hugh Jackman Kate? Was, it could have been. Lady Leopold? Lady Leopold. I, I love that porn. So, weird little filmography this guy has. They yeah. do those sad X-Men movies and then, like, some strange romantic comedies. Wait, which one of the X-Men movies did he make? He did the two Wolverine ones. Oh, he did the Wolverine yeah, ones. Yeah, and, and the Logan. Remember when Space Hog tried to make us watch that without uh, special effects? Oh, no, that was X-Men Origins Wolverine, so that, not a mangled joint. He did the Wolverine and Logan. Okay, all right. Yeah, don't don't try to put that mess of a film on us. Uh, all right. His, but yeah, I do remember when he wanted us to do that, and we were just like, no. I wouldn't even want to watch that thing oh. if it had all the fucking special effects in it already. We're blind drunk. What are you talking about? Four in the morning. No one wants to watch yeah, your no. skeleton movie. It's fucking weird. It's a weird thing to try to get us to do, man. He showed us by freezing us out. Yeah. It was, uh, he was on drugs. We all were. Matt stars of this film. Let's get into this because it's going to be lengthy. A lot of actors. <laughs> Let me get the horn ready, pal. Cast I got a feeling. Uh, first up, Woo! I think the the anchor of this film, the heart of this film, you got Sylvester Stallone. In oh this movie shit! Playing Freddie Heflin, who's a, a local sheriff, sort of down on his luck local sheriff in New Jersey. Uh, this guy's one of our Mount Rushmores, so we don't need to keep oh, doing man. this. We don't need to keep uh, introducing who he is to you. You know who fucking Sylvester Stallone is. He played Johnny Kovac in Fist, one of those 70s union movies. Yeah. He's just off to the races after that. 
And they did some other stuff. A guy we should probably talk about more because, man, he's got a lot of stuff going on. He's, Stolen he's fight Tommy Gunn? Uh, yeah, he fought Tommy Gunn okay. for sure. Okay. I, I'm not sure if this next guy ever fought Tommy Gunn in a movie or oh. not. I'd have to look down his filmography. But uh, Harvey Keitel is in this Ooh. movie. As Ray Donlin, the king of the New York City cops. Yeah. One corrupt motherfucker. He sure is. Uh, he's he a played bad lieutenant. the character Speed in the movie Mother Jugs and Speed, which is one of those 70s race comedies. People where love that movie. Bill Cosby played the character Mother yeah. and Raquel Welch was Jugs. So that's one to check out. Like, Harvey Keitel If played, you haven't written off Bill Cosby entirely at this point, if, if you still like to chuckle at the Cos yeah. once in a while, check out Mother Jugs and Speed. Uh, I'm just having fun. He was Judas in The Last Temptation of Christ. That's a hilarious one. Oh, too, yeah. Right there. Oh, yeah. That. Also, yeah. Um, he was nice guy. played a gangster, uh, Vince LaRocca, in a serious gangster drama, Sister Act. I think, uh, Is he in that one? Yeah, he's oh, the shit. bad guy that Whoopi Goldberg's running from. I didn't even realize. Yikes. Also, yes, he hung Dong as the bad lieutenant, the ultimate corrupt cop in the movie Bad Lieutenant. Yeah. Makes us a little bit of stunt casting, if you ask me. Yeah. Have, have we covered Keitel yet? I think this might be the first film we've talked oh, about well, with welcome. Harvey Keitel in it. Yeah, yeah. Welcome, Mr. Keitel. Ray Liotta is in this film. As, Ray Liotta. Uh, Gary Figgis, kind of just at the end of his rope, down on his luck. New Ray York Liotta type. He's, uh, you know, he's got too many secrets yeah. to catch up with him eventually. Here. He's a real Ray Liotta mm-hmm. type. He played uh, Mr. Landolfa in Hubie Halloween, which That's is right. a real favorite of ours. Oh, it's uh, one of my favorites. He voiced uh, the character Ray Liotta in the B-movie. Which, nice. Uh, was, yeah, this was a big, big moment for him. Big sure. get. Also, early on, uh, young uh, Ray Liotta played the character, of course, Joey Perini in A Different World. If you just want to double down it's on me, Joey Perini. supporting Cosby projects yeah. uh, these days, go go back and watch some A Different World. Or just consider yourself supporting a uh, Sinbad project. Everybody's okay with that. Uh, the House Guest? I could watch some The House Guest right now. That'd probably. Nice, that sounds huh? like a great time. The wife loves that one. Some guy How we many, have talked about. We've before. talked about Leota before. We did uh, the... the Oh yeah, the I'm jail sure prison that island. Yeah, no, that's, that's right. Other you, no escape. Yeah. Big star of that. I don't know how many times. We've Robert talked. Patrick, we've yeah. talked about. I'll tell you that much. Uh, he Bobby he's P playing Jack Rucker, maybe the biggest asshole cop in a movie. He's a real mother Rucker. Cops in this thing. Uh, this guy's not just the T one thousand. He's a he great actor who's done a lot of stuff. He was hilarious as the character Gus Hayden in Strange Wilderness, which is my oh, personal favorite of yours. Don't get me started. Stop it. Great as the sleazy <laughs> ex-husband Daryl <laughs> in Striptease, which I rewatched recently uh, for no reason. How's that hold up? Oh, <laughs> well, it wasn't good when it came out, so oh. I'm going to say uh, holds up. Good. It holds up to the standards it set good. when it was released. Uh, uh, Burt Reynolds. One, oh, yeah. Remember when Burt Reynolds was in... Uh, He's dead, right? Boogie Nights, and then he was all yeah. like, oh, I didn't like that movie. I didn't get it. Yeah. But then also he was in striptease like, right. at the same fucking time. What's going on in that guy? He guy's likes boobies. Idiot, idiot brain. That old man wanted to see younger boobies. Yeah, there was all sorts of boobies. And he got paid in, uh, to do it. Boogie Nights. Yeah, he faked it. He was like, I don't like this movie. I also, Robert Patrick, movie. of course, played everybody's favorite government agent, John Doggett, on those last few seasons of X-Files when sure it finally got did, good. Uh-huh. When that show finally got yeah. good, and I started watching it all the time. Yeah. Oh, you got Leota now? I'll start checking it out. You mean, yeah. Yeah. No. Are we talking Leota still? Yeah, that's right. Shit. 
Peter Berg is in this. No, that's Robert Patrick. We left off. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, Patrick right. was in that thing. Yeah. That's, oh yeah, that's he's right. good too. <laughs> they got Leota in X Files. Oh, it's still beyond, Leota bro. And Patrick, you kidding me? Just get rid of the chicken. Hey, are you a fucking alien or not? <laughs> It'd be a good movie. Peter Berg sure. is playing the character Joey Randone. Yes, he's a meathead cop who's banging the chick Stallone is pining after like a sad old man. And also someone else. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, no. He was uh, Dr. Billy Cronk on the TV show about a Chicago hospital that wasn't ER, Chicago Hope. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you've seen a lot of yeah. that one, probably? No. no I, I was seen, an ER a uh, traditionalist. ER, yeah. I was a loyalist as well. The wife just started watching give me Clooney or give me death. Chicago Med or MD. Oh, is that a spinoff of yeah. Chicago Hope? No, it's a spinoff of the Chicago PD and Chicago... FD. Wow. And it's got Oliver Platt. You take every one so of those really one hour dramas about Chicago uh, workers. Yeah. And just throw them in a toilet, poop on them, and flush it as far as I care. Except for that show no, about the guy. No that more boring at the genre of television who knew ever. What happened the next day? That, that Daily edition? Oh, God. No. That yeah, sounds worked, like the most boring one of all. He worked at the Trib, I think. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Might as well. One hour drama about uh, fucking people working at the cheeseburger, cheeseburger stand down the below the streets. That's, Billy that's Goat what's Tavern. coming next. Billy Goat Tavern this yeah. this fall on NBC. Yeah. We've ran out of shit to shoot in Chicago. It used to be in a shithole. Now it's on a real nice side of town. Oh, they built a nice one now? No, no, no. It's just the west side change. Okay. It's yeah. right by the United Center. Well, there's still that disgusting one that's down below. Uh, oh yeah, Whacker. Yeah, that'll always be. Yeah, there. that'll always be there for sure. That's that's where all the uh, old newspaper guys used to go after work, which is what made me think of it. Yeah, it's not a thing anymore. Yeah, whatever. Also, uh, Peter Berg played JPJ Second Gunner in uh, the movie Battleship. Oh fuck yeah, yeah. with Riri. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Oh, what a great movie! Remember when Rihanna uh, starred in that as like her big launching point into becoming an actress? Yeah, and now she is one of. One of our uh, great actresses of all time in, in, in Hollywood. Yeah. Also, he played the character Paulie Romano in the movie Corky Romano. Oh, which I haven't course. seen. But was that like Corky Romano's brother or something? Maybe I would guess. And then Corky Romano like tearing it up, doing some comedy together. That doesn't sound bad. Yeah, I haven't gotten any of those Chris Kattan movies yet. No, yeah. yeah. It's, maybe it's time for a marathon. Yeah. Finally time to fucking break the seal on Kattan films. You guys want some cookies? Annabella Ciora is in this film, playing the character Liz Randone. Lizzie. Who is the high school crush or whatever that Stallone is still pining for, yeah. like a sad old man. Yeah, you know, she's, she's like probably 20 years younger than me in real life, but like, <laughs> we went to high school. Seems like it. She's a nice girl. Uh, she had a huge accomplishment uh, yeah. back in the year 2018. Oh. She played Banner, yeah. characters named Rosalie. Ooh. On two different Netflix series, I'm both listening. Daredevil and Glow. I watched Peered both on of both those. as characters named Rosalie. That's weird. Okay. Uh, also, we saw her as Susan in Ooh. The Hard Way. The Hard Way. She's on her way to being a Triple Crown winner. If we could dig up another Annabelle Ciora movie somehow. I don't know how we do that. The hard, which one was the hard way? That was the one with Michael J. Fox. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With uh, uh, the fucking Woods, guy, yeah. yeah, Jimmy Woods. Jimmy Woods. That was a great one. We love that one. 
Bobby De Niro is in this film. Bobby D. Playing Mo Tilden. Mo Tilden. He's internal affairs internal scum. Affairs, He's a rat scum. He's rat scum. Second week in a row we're talking about old Two weeks Bobby now. D. Fucking talked Two about weeks him last in a row. week where he was Neil Hanna in it's, Heat. It's pretty good in it. Big role. Pretty good. Good, good Pretty role. good. Good role. Also, he played a Frankenstein very convincingly. He played Fra- Mary Shelley's. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Mary Shelley's. Go see it if you like the scary movies. Maybe the best Frankenstein of all time. Yeah. Fuck that Karloff guy. Everybody knows Frankenstein's monster was only about five, five, nine and a half. <laughs> That's right. They're sewing together body parts. What do you think? They had the whole Harlem Globetrotters laying around or whatever? No, sir. It's not likely. No black people allowed over on that country where That's they died. No. Yeah. You where know? was that? Latvia. Okay. I don't know. Where's Frankenstein from? He's from uh, probably... You're literary. Probably somewhere close to Transylvania, because yeah, okay. at some point, him and the Wolfman are both knocking down Dracula's castle in yeah. those movies, for sure. They're all buddies. Also, I kind of came up with an idea the other day. Uh-huh. Lay it uh, on me. We're a little bit past the Halloween season, okay. so maybe not timely, but uh, I think it's just maybe for next year, it's time to start planning. Yeah. Uh, shopping malls. What are you doing to fill your spaces these days? You're dying out. Yeah. How about month of October... Have kids come get their picture taken with Dracula. There you go. What, what are you doing? With the, where's Santa get set up? Yeah. The rest of that's just going to be empty the rest of the year? Right. October. Every October. Every, the kids come and take their picture with Dracula. You know how many weird parents there are now? Most parents are weird these yeah. days, I think. Yeah. That's what's going on. Have you seen all of the Nightmare Before Christmas merchandise at Hot Topic? Somebody's buying it, pal. Somebody's buying it. It's not just what's this? teenage girls anymore. They're selling it to everybody. I'll tell you what they're not buying. What aren't, what aren't they buying? Wang, the bon, Bongo Wang Tango CDs? CDs. What's the band the guy was in? Uh, <laughs> bon, bon, weird <laughs> Science. Oh, yeah. Wang. No, fucking. Uh, yeah, you know. Wingo Bango. Oh, Wingo Tango. I thought that yeah. was just a tequila brand. <laughs> Wingo. <laughs> Fuck. Malik Yoba Boingo, is in this Boingo. Film. Boingo, Boingo. <laughs> hey. Okay, we weren't talking about the Red Rocker San Diego. There it goes. Malik Yoba is in this film playing Detective Carson, De Niro's partner in Internal Affairs. Sure. More rat scum. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to throw him out there because he played the character Yule Brenner in Cool Runnings, which is oh, all time yeah. favorite of mine. All time favorite of mine. That is him, but yeah, with hair. Right. Yeah, that's right. He's got a little bit of hair in this one. Son of a gun. Yes. Guy did a great job. Solid cool actor. Runnings. Solid, solid actor. Didn't even realize it was the same cat. He just disappears into his roles. He does, man. Yeah. Throws himself in. Noah Emmerich is in this film playing Deputy Bill Geisler, one of Stallone's deputies in the suburban fucking cross the river New Jersey town they're in. Uh, Always bring him up because he was Mo in the Perfect Black Wednesday movie, which you should be watching coming up. Beautiful Girls. Oh, yeah. Yearly tradition of mine. Love that one. We saw him in Warrior. We saw him in Last Action Hero as a rookie cop. He's now hit that triple crown. Fucking snuck up on us. My but, horn went away. Oh, wow. He snuck up that's on us so much shit. we don't even have the horn going anymore. He scared the horn away. Yeah, that's, that's, that's... Oh, there we go. There he goes. Give him the guy his out props. There and I want to settle down for a second because I want to uh, be serious when we're addressing this next one. Yeah. Uh, Take your hat off when you Stallone doesn't him. just have one deputy in this movie, Matt. What? As a sheriff. He's got two deputies. That's an, that's preposterous. And uh second deputy. I don't know if you recognized her or if it slipped past you. No, you I don't think I recognize the person. Janine Garofalo no. is in this movie. Weirdly. <laughs> 90s comedian. As deputy Cindy Betts. 
which I think makes them the funniest duo ever cast in film history. You know who we need to get in some scenes together? Stallone and Garofalo. Yeah. Whose idea was that? That's that's a really good point. Yeah. If you don't, yeah. if you if you weren't alive in the '90s, uh, a little refresher. She played the character Jeannie Steinman on two episodes of Seinfeld. Hell yeah. And uh, other Dude, than that, they got engaged. They got mother engaged sucker. in one, and then broke up in the next. That's, it was it was a wild ride. Sad. But I think uh, what what's really gonna ring bells a lot more. Uh, we we got a lot of fans that watch a lot of sitcoms for this yeah. show. Uh, you're gonna remember her as the character Tina. On the season six, episode 16 of Home Improvement, mm. titled A Funny Valentine, mm-hmm. where Tim meets a woman who he's worried his father had an affair with. Yeah. And he's dealing with this all at the same time, while he can't seem to find where he misplaced Jill's Valentine's present, Matt. She's going to get pissed. She's, She's going to get bitch. pissed. Yeah. Fucking Jill yeah. is... Is she the uh, just most insufferable uh, wife in sitcom history? Oh, there are some real battle axes in yeah. the 90s that taught us men to hate women. She really like uh, didn't exist to do anything else yeah. ever, though, pretty much yeah. on that show. I mean, does uh, Peggy Hill count? Because she's, she's a cartoon character. Well, she's, she's not real life. Jill's Kathy, real. Kathy and Jimmy, you know, she's, she's genius. Also, Janine Garofalo was a Medieval Times waitress in uh, The Cable Guy. There were no utensils in Medieval Times, hence there are no utensils at Medieval Times. Would you like a refill on your Pepsi? Uh, Utensils, but they had Pepsi? (laughs) There weren't utensils, but they had Pepsi? Chip, are you crazy? Matt, there's one more person I gotta bring up before we wrap up this section of the rundown here. Uh, There's a guy in this movie, a little guy I like to call... Michael fucking Rappaport. Oh shit! Good thing I'm sitting down. He's in this film. Hold playing, on, let me sit down. Playing the character. Okay. Right, who was in it? Who was his name? Michael Rappaport. Oh shit! Film. Everybody. The character Murray Superboy Babbage. <laughs> Young hero cop who gets himself in some trouble. Needs to needs to be sorted out. Rapporn was invented for the name Michael. Michael Rappaport. Rappaport was the clown prince of the nineties. He, he was, was in all everything over the place. that you should see. We saw him as Tom Scoggins in Deep Blue Sea. He was Paul Kirkwood in Beautiful Girls, the perfect Thanksgiving week movie that everybody should be watching coming up here in a couple weeks. Here, he was Danny Hansen in the short-lived but much-hyped Fox one-hour drama Boston Public that I think. Maybe solidified him as the actor of the late 90s, early 2000s when he was just anchoring Boston Public mm. just every week on mm. Fox, just drawn in those ratings. He was so good, Fox brought him back for his own show. Had to. Called The Rappaport They had no show, other choice. Or Michael, whatever also, it was called. Also, a little bit of trivia yeah. here. Just a Laying little bit me. of did you know. Maybe throw this around next time you're talking Michael Rappaport with people. Yeah. Does not Often. appear in I'm Not Rappaport. At no point does he appear in the movie I'm Not Rappaport. It's not just a clever yeah. title. It's really not about Rappaport. Like he's just not in it. Yeah, just not in it at all. Well, it's good to know in case you're a Rappaport fan. Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't check that one out. You're welcome, folks. Tagline of this film. No one is above the law. <laughs> no one is above the law. You really can't talk about the law without thinking about Stallone's voice is how it is. Well, Judge Dredd saw to that. He says the line in the movie. That's right. I am the law. No, oh, this guy, you, you got me. Uh, plot of this film: Freddie Heflin is the sheriff of a place everyone calls Copland. I think De Niro calls it that once. I don't think it's, everybody calls. It. 
It's like Garrison County. A small and seemingly peaceful town populated by the big city police officers he's long admired. Populated by whites. Yet something ugly is taking place behind the town's peaceful facade. And when Freddy what? uncovers a massive deadly conspiracy oh, among these local residents, he is forced to take action and make a dangerous choice between protecting his idols and upholding the law. Matt, bullet points is the next segment of the podcast. This is when we dig into our notes and we fucking, you know, really hash it out. We get into the mm-hmm. nitty gritty mm-hmm. of what was going on in the movie we're talking about here. Uh, I saw that you uh, had your had your notes uh, sent to you via electronic mail. Yeah, that's how I roll. You're rolling like it's 1997. So yep. uh, I don't about- even... I have. Maybe we dig into those things. I haven't even read these. Now that we've got them. <laughs> Dictated, see, not read. See, maybe what you maybe what you wrote down when you were mm-hmm. watching Copland. What was your mm-hmm. first bullet point? My first bullet point. Get a load of this. Tear down. I can't wait to hear this. Tear down the cockpit door. Okay. Stallone. Uh-huh. Dispose of the pilots that have already made the sacrifice. Are you doing Stallone. Ultimate Warrior promos? Grab a hold. Of the controls, mm-hmm. Stallone, <laughs> steer the plane into a nosedive, this Stallone, is, this is the and only then, six program. only then will you find Copland. Okay. Uh, this opens up with some voiceover narration. We got yeah. Robert De Niro as our narrator yeah. right there. Yeah. It's, uh, He's telling you the directions to Copland. It's, ooh, I, I don't really know how to feel about this because we love that brevity of storytelling when they just tell us everything we need yeah. to know right off. Yeah. I kind of like it when you get a scrawl or like a, a convenient news report or something. Yeah. I don't like a character just voiceover narrating to us. Here's what you need to know. Because then so I start the thinking about sense. Goodfellas and I yeah. start having like PTSD flashbacks to Leota, just like telling you everything that happens throughout the whole fucking movie instead yeah. of you being able to watch the movie. And then in the next scene, this happens. Hey. So I'm just like... Is this, is we this going to be a thing where we're going to have to listen to De Niro talk throughout the whole fucking movie? He's or is this going to be one of those things where he, he gives us an intro and then an outro? And thank God for Copland's sake. Yeah. It's just an intro and an outro. We hear him at the beginning. We hear him about the end. It's yep. not... He's not giving us, like, about that time the Duke boys were down at fucking Willard's Hollow or whatever. <sighs> like, that shitty, shitty script that the movie Goodfellas uh, gets just unending praise yeah. from for... For some reason. Don't forget in to uh, tune in the next two weeks when we continue to shit talk Goodfellas. It's going to, yeah, it's, it's going to keep going because mm-hmm. this is something we feel strong about for sure. Yeah. Take it off the list. Leave um, Caddyshack mm-hmm, on there, mm-hmm. though. What, Caddyshack's on, on the list? Of, you know, the movies that people, the dudes, the oh, fellows yeah. like. It's, that is a big dude movie. Have you watched that in the last 25 years, fellas who talk about Caddyshack? Yeah, I have. It's a boring time. No, I still love it. You're not going to have a more boring time I than still love watching Caddyshack. I still like Caddyshack that 2? That's where they figured it out. That's when you know what this they movie needs? things up. Dan Aykroyd. Exactly. Fucking ex- Ooh. I could talk about an Aykroyd uh, sitcom if we want to move towards sitcoms. Oh, uh, the one where he's the priest, the spinoff of uh, fucking uh, Home Improvement. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was a spinoff of Home Improvement. Yeah. That's, uh, I was watching the first episode of Hanging with Mr. Cooper the other day. Lay it on me. Very strange. Because yeah. uh, I forgot. Cooper! Cooper! It always starts with, uh, Never with knew Mr. Cooper, uh, Cooper, the actor. Uh, what's who's Mark 
Curry. Curry. Mark Curry. Uh, just talking to you like uh, breaking yeah. the fourth wall. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're about to have a show today. It I hope it's a different. good one. Blah, blah, blah. Something different. But the first one, they didn't have a Hanging with Mr. Cooper set yet. So they were just oh. in the old Growing Pains house. And then Alan Thick shows up show and he's like, me the hey, I hear you're doing a new sitcom. Hey, hey. Mr. Cooper. Hey, Ooh, Mr. This is, Cooper. This is my house. Uh, it's me, Dr. Seaver. It. Mark Curry's like, oh, I was wondering why there was pictures of all these white people everywhere. And uh, Poner. It's just like, what am I watching? My brain is melting. This is weird. Now, Penn. So not exactly a spinoff of uh, that show, but... Yeah. Uh, Kind of a spinoff of uh, Full House, because in episode two, the whole plot of the episode is uh, Mr. Cooper is now substitute teaching Michelle's first grade yeah. class. Yeah. And, uh, What's she up, keeps, Teddy? She keeps injuring him and over that adorable and over young again. girl. Uh, that's right. Yeah. That sassy girl with the yeah. missing front teeth. She grew up to be something. I would imagine so. For sure. Yeah. Didn't she grow up to be Rihanna? I think Battleship's so. Rihanna? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think same, I IMDb'd that a while chick. ago. So yeah, Mr. Cooper, kind of a spin-off of Full House. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It counts, I think. Yeah. Thank God it's Friday. I don't know what happened in episode three yet. I haven't gotten that far into the hey, series. Patience, man. <laughs> One thing at a time. Well, I'll I'll get like halfway through the first uh season, and then I'll decide whether or not we should talk about it on the there podcast. There you go. Um open up. We're at the four aces. We are which is uh, it's a cop bar. It's a cop bar, Daniel yeah. tells us. He says that every town has a cop bar. Every town has only a cop cops bar. cops are allowed to go, and everybody in it's a cop. And I thought that was a bit much. I was like, yeah, yeah, towns have cop bars, but every single person in the bar isn't a cop. No. Like, that's not an economic model that uh, no. is feasible. You, yeah. you got to also serve other people. Correct. Generally cop-friendly people, but, uh, you know, yeah. other people as well. Not in the four aces, though. It seems like every scene where we're we're at this bar in this They're movie, it is literally every person yeah. in the in the bar is a police officer of some sort. Well, it kind of goes back to what he was saying in the beginning. It's the mm-hmm. cop land. Yeah. So what that means is everybody in this bar is like old and on drugs and white and white. So yeah. it's a pretty sad place to hang out. That seemed pretty cool. Felt felt pretty at home uh, yeah. there. Actually, when we were spending time yeah. there for sure. Uh, we meet Ray Liotta, who instantly just has cokehead energy, just like over the fucking moon right yeah. here. Uh, Stallone's already doing great acting. Cause, oh, yeah. What's he doing? Playing a pinball machine or something? He there? sure is. And he's just noticing all the stuff around him. like Just watching. Edie Falco from The Sopranos and Ray Liotta are like yeah, Tony Sopranos passing a bag around or something. He keeps noticing that. Clearly something going that on NYPD here. NYPD like, bag. Oh, these guys are doing something illegal in here. I wish they wouldn't do I'm that. I'm the sheriff of this town. This guy disrespectful. I'm not going to make it waves. I'm just going to play some pinball, I think. You know. Shaw plays a mean pinball. Uh, Got to be drug stuff going on there. For sure yeah. there's some drug stuff going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Stallone, uh, I think, at the end of his rope here. You could tell this has just been his life for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All he wants is more quarters so he can keep playing pinball. That's it. But nobody's listening to him. No. Nobody's taking him seriously. He's blind drunk because he's basically living the same sad life that we are right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Every night, every weekday night yeah. for us, too. Right. Except that we're not uh, police officers, so <laughs> we want to play pinball. We can't just go out and rob the parking meter a quarter nope. and then stumble back into... Uh, the bar. I mean, I worked for the sheriff's department, yeah. but I didn't have that kind of juice. When I saw this happen, I was like, mm, maybe 
I might want to. Also, the Police Academy movies make it seem like a lot of fun. So oh, absolutely. maybe I want to go to the Police Academy and get on that force because <laughs> I can just baseball bat parking meters all over town and just play all the video games I want. That's not a bad life. Not at all. Now that uh, they got the pinball machine mm-hmm. at the fucking uh, the bar we uh, go they to, they got a know? pinball machine. They got an arcade machine. They got an arcade it's machine. Basically, now? turning into what do they got. It's like uh, one of those old school arcade machines that has just like 60 old games on it, like Dig Dug and Good enough for Centipede me. or whatever all those fucking things are. I'm going to get some high scores, baby. Ones with the spaceships where you're shooting real fast. Yeah. That's some sort of uh, Donkey Kong ripoff on there. I don't know what that was, but it looks it looks pretty fun. Oh, Danky Kang? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Great stuff here, though. Or uh, is it Leota that throws Stallone in, in the car? Yeah, he's stumbling back into the bar. He catches with his he catches in his Stallone full of fucking quarters. Trying to get quarters, and he goes, Frank. There's two kinds of people in this world: pinball guys and arcade guys. And you're clearly a pinball guy. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Is he just saying that he's like old? He's just he's the he's one guy up. being nice. Just being nice. Either way, Stallone can't even walk anymore. No. There's no reason for him to be playing pinball. So Leo just so like, does the smart thing. It's bedtime, Sheriff. You're okay to drive, right? Right. So Stallone's like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. pretty drug. Yeah. Can't really see straight or walk straight, yeah. but I could probably drive a car. It's pretty late at night. The roads should be pretty empty. So yeah, he throws Stallone in his car, and he's just like, all right, drive home, you blind, drunk police officer, yeah. which... If you hang out in local bars late enough, that's, you'll you'll know. That's what they do. This is what they do yeah. every single night of their right. lives. Get this out of here, you old so-and-so, live. before you kill somebody. With no fear of drunk driving uh, repercussions whatsoever. No, you don't have to. Of course, uh, he, he swerves off the road and into a tree on his way home. You know? Well, there was a deer in the road. He deer. was just trying to... Not hit the deer. It's because he wasn't paying attention where he was driving because he was longingly looking at the city skyline because this is a guy who's got a lot of longing inside of him, Matt. Wants something more. Gets, gets shocked at a deer jumping out of and crashes into a tree. Our hero, ladies and gentlemen. This, this is how we meet him. Uh, speaking of heroes, my next bullet point is Enter Superboy. Oh, Hell yeah. Me and my friend Shane used to write scripts for stuff, like uh-huh. little little short like uh, films and stuff mm-hmm. when we were, uh, and we used to love to name characters Superboy. Yeah. Just without just explaining why at all. Just like, oh, this, this one's Frank, this one's Super Ted, this Boy. one's Superboy. Yeah. When this movie came out, we were just like, fuck, we're never going to be able to do our idea because now there's a movie with Superboy. Oh, you guys really did that before yeah. you saw this yeah, movie? Yeah, and it was like, oh, man, they took our Superboy idea. No, now there's a character named Superboy in a movie. I've heard you reference this a million times. I think this is the first time I caught on to the fact that this oh, yeah. was before. Copland stole it from us. and It could never be done. It was... Just like how we wrote Hot Tub Time Machine five years before it happened. And then those people made a million dollars. Sons of bitches. Either way, Michael Rappaport is Superboy. We meet him hanging out at pretty much the lowest rent strip club I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also about to drive home completely drunk because he's a cop, and that's what they do. Yes, sir. But uh, before he can uh, get in his car and uh, fire up that engine, he hears just some horrible noises coming from uh, yeah, the back the of the parking there. lot there. Yeah, the alley. By the alley. Sounds like some sort by of the alley over by there. animal dying or something. <laughs> maybe just like a rape of a wild boar happening back here mm. or something. And mm. Instantly, I know. Oh, this is obviously going to be more scumbag cops puking their guts up in the, the alleyway because yeah. this is 
this is how these people behave, Matt. That's T two and Ed Harris. This is oh, we need to, Ray Liotta and old guy cap. Not Ray Liotta. Robert. Why are you switching Patrick and Leota here? Patrick uh, Robertson. Robert Patrick has got a mustache, and uh, there's also an old guy who's always the other goon, but I didn't really know who that old guy was. Uh, I didn't recognize him at all. He looked like Ed Harris. He looked like an old guy. Uh, he's just puking his guts out in the alley, and he's just like, hey, fucking get out of here, you so-and-so. Mind get your out of business. here. Over here with it. So Rappaport's just like, all right, you guys are crazy. I'm going to go to my car casually just toss my pistol sitting loose in the passenger seats. Yep. Just leave it there. And then I'm just going to fucking roll home. Just hit that fucking gas pedal. Yeah. That's how you do it. He's not on the highway too long before he gets completely sideswiped by a crazy driver. Yeah. Who just complete disregard for the rules of the road. He's like, oh, fuck, I'm a cop. I got to do something about this. Yeah. He starts driving even crazier. He gets up next to the guy, waving his badge out, just telling him to pull over. Pull over, over man. This is giving me flashbacks to having to drive home from Chicago after working a bar shift because this is how it was. Somebody sideswipes you, and then you're like, hey, what's up? Maybe we should exchange. Oh, you're going to pull a gun on me? Yeah. What what happens right here? This guy pulls maybe a gun out on uh, Michael Rappaport. It it happens quick. There's a lot of chaos. See, see a flash see something. of something. So, you know, what do you got to do as an officer of the law, a peace officer? Yeah, grab that pistola and just yeah. start unloading everywhere on That's the right. highway at night as you're yeah. driving way too fast. So what happens here? We're in a shootout. We're in a car chase and a shootout out of nowhere. Yeah. You never shoot at a car. Uh, no, that's... They teach you that. He does it here, and it's... It seems to be what you're supposed to do. It, oh. It, it, oh, no, it doesn't end oh. well. Now oh. I'm looking at my notes again. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it doesn't end well at all. They just end up crashing, and uh, people die. <laughs> yeah, because he shoots the driver. It shoots the driver, and then they crash, like, on a on a bridge. I don't, I don't know New York geography. Is this the George, George Washington, Washington Bridge? George Washington Bridge, sir. The GWB. It's a pretty high-profile place to have a shootout mm. and a car crash. It's going to yeah. be hard to sweep this one under the rug, huh? Well, it'll get, sure. it should get addressed, uh, should. you know, appropriately. Uh, meanwhile, we get a little cut uh, away of the other side of uh, the water where Sad Stallone is uh, all bloody and sad because he drunk drove into a tree. Yeah. And he's kind of just like, oh, where am I? How did this happen? Yeah. What's those lights up there? Yeah. You see some lights up on the bridge. Amazing What's happening vehicles. up there? Oh, turns out it's the cover up. Uncle Ray shows up. This is Harvey Keitel. Instantly hear Rapport yelling, Uncle Ray, I saw a gun! Uncle, Uncle Ray, Ray! Uncle Ray, I saw a gun! And a, Michael Rapaport! Of course, Rapaport is somebody's shithead nephew, because if there's another thing going on on these police forces, nepotism, right and fucking left. Yes, sir. Somebody's useless nephew is always yeah. getting jobs they're not supposed to have. Leota's here, screaming at people. His hair's all messy. He looks like he's been puking for a half an hour. Yeah. Fucking, they're all here, all of our favorites. Yep. Deacon from That's King right. of Queens. Yeah. They start talking He's about there. how they've they've looked over the car. No gun was found. Rappaport's incredulous. Yeah. He saw a gun. What he saw, I think, was just the club. Is that is that is that what we're led to believe here? They never really explained. The guy just had the club, I think. Probably uh, was, was going on. So the other cops are like, "Let's just get rid of this thing and throw a fucking machine gun in here instead." Mm. Oh fuck! Look at we found a machine gun. Turns out they were shooting at him. Rappaport doesn't have to go away for the rest of his life. We're cool. 
Yeah. Uh, except everything's good. There's one dickhead EMT who's what like, a jerk. Oh, come on, guys. I see what you're doing. You're you're not even being slick about yeah. it. It's just obvious corruption out in the open right here. Come on. Also, I'm a person of color. Those guys were black. You're all honkies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Uh, fucking to keep calling this guy Chico. Yeah. The EMT. He looked like a black guy to me. I was they pretty sure him Chico. Yeah. That's pretty weird, but uh, he he takes the fucking machine gun and is like, ah, yeah. oh, this is bullshit. Throws it over the bridge into the water. Yeah. So now Leota's got to punch him because fucking you're not gonna ruin our cover up. No. We're fucking we're doing business here. It's a cover up, baby. The, the old guy cop tells Robert uh, Patrick punches him. Mike, oh, Patrick does. Pretty sure. T two is the dirty cop. He's yeah, the dirty, sure. dirty well, cop. We're all dirty here. Yeah. Uh, fucking. I think I just wrote Leota in my notes over and over again. No matter who was doing what. Yeah. You were probably pretty drunk. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they tell Rappaport. Just like, like all the cops in this movie. Sit down and shut up. What we're doing is highly sympathetic yeah. right here. That's, we're that's taking the word care they of use. You. That's the word they use. Yeah. And he's all like, oh, gee, I don't know, Uncle Ray. After this, though, it gets too chaotic with this EMT. So we hear Kaitel yelling, oh, my God, he jumped. Yep. He jumped. <laughs> he jumped. Oh, I'm sad. Trying to tell us Michael Rappaport committed suicide on this bridge. And Harvey Kaitel is not this bad of an actor. No. We know he's lying right yeah. away. They don't even try to build a mystery. Like, oh, no. it's going to be a twist. He comes back later. They're oh, like, my gosh. Oh, these guys are lying. Oh, Fucking he's dead. Curse lying. you, Jesus. This is a chaotic scene. A lot of shit goes on. It's yeah. very entertaining. I like the scene a lot. It was good. Uh, People reacting, not while thinking. While this uh, low-rent cover-up's happening on this bridge, uh, Mo from Beautiful Girls has doing some covering up of his own. He's covered up Stallone's drunk driving. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, fucking, we're just going to tell him that you were chasing some speeders and had to go off the road because it was chaos. Stallone's looking regretful. He's like, oh, man, I I thought I was a good cop. Now I'm I'm involved in this shit. Yeah. What am I? They're having a breakfast at Stallone's dump. Mm, that is shitty. Uh, that was a shitty house. Yeah, shit house or an apartment. We it's a house. Like an exterior, but it's we only look at the exterior. It's very small. Think of the exterior at the very beginning here. Okay. He's got a mailbox that says Hamlin on it. Oh man, that's sad. It looks like a trailer on the interior. It yeah. looks like he's just living in a trailer here. It's, no, uh, it's just a, little it's a shitty sad house. living room for sure. Shitty little New he's Jersey in house. a Jack Slater shithole. Yep. No, it's not an apartment. Is what's going on. Uh, next scene I got here is internal affairs is just questioning everybody who was out on that bridge. Yeah, they're questioning Deacon. Nobody from King of Queens. That Superboy has jumped. Deacon from King of Queens is yeah. there. Uh, De Niro's got seventies hair and a mustache. He sure does. He's telling everybody, "You be quiet. Shut up." He's you know why? Of, you know why he has that hair and mustache? I don't know because fucking he's cool. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Fucking looks awesome. Yeah, he just it's pretty looks, fucking awesome. Looks like an old-timey yeah, cop. He's doing a lot of yelling in this movie. Yeah. Last week, we saw him doing a lot of just quiet grumbling. Yeah. This one, he gets to yell, which it's, it's nice to see the different yeah. uh, sides of Robert De Niro here. Subtle nuance. That EMT is also here. He's uh, commenting on how everybody's lying around him. He's still incredulous. Yeah, he can't believe it. Are, so. uh, Next thing I got, Stallone's clock and speeders. Yes, sir. With his deputy, Janine Garofalo. That's the one. Oh, my God. She's in the movie. She was in the credits. I didn't believe she was actually going to show up. Yep, there she is. She didn't wait long. 
So they're just like having a chat when suddenly somebody flies by at such an insane speed that you know this has just got to be a cop who's not at all worried about uh, getting a speeding ticket. Doing 71 and a 50? They can drive as fast as they want wherever they go. Yeah. Um, funnily enough, though, it's uh, Keitel and uh, fucking... His T2. Goons, fucking T2, Robert Patrick, and uh, also Superboy. Somebody's in the back. Just, what? Crouched down in the back seat, not trying to hide himself very well. Uncle Ray, I'm scared. What do we do? <laughs> this is great. Just all the little nuances of just like how little these guys care and how sloppy they are and how cocky they are while just doing wildly illegal stuff. This scene, very entertaining. Man, movie. like, they waste no time. Like, Kaitel's killing it just playing mm-hmm. Kaitel. Fucking T2 is. Again, like you said, being one of the slimiest cops ever. Oh, yeah. And he's playing it to a T. Mm-hmm. And Rappaport's just being Rappaport. And the three of them... Bloodshot eyes just, in every scene. Just chopping up a little scenery here. Absolutely. Janine Garofalo goes and tries to give him a speeding ticket because she's new in town. She yeah. doesn't, know how to, doesn't know how things work. And, uh, she's from upstate. Keitel just starts yelling at Stallone out of his uh, car. Hey, Freddy! Come on, Freddy! I want to go home! Tell this cupcake to heal! That's yeah. What, he says. <laughs> what assholes. Yeah. Jean Garoppolo doesn't like it, but what's she going to do about it? Her fucking sheriff is just like, well, you know, these fucking they're good guys. He's trying to get by. You're not going to give him a speeding ticket. Just no. basically let him go home. You know, it's not perfectly legal what we're doing. You know, it's not totally. We got a discretion when we're doing they stuff. They take like care that. over there. We take care mm-hmm. over here. You know. Once again, you can see that he's conflicted, though. Yeah. There's lots of great subtle acting that Stallone's doing. It's all on his face. It's, it's all on his pensive. face in this movie. He's doing small stuff like yeah. De Niro was last week. Is this this week the small acting is Stallone's? He's never comfortable. Mm-hmm. Next scene, uh, he's just at the uh, when we're watching all these things play over his face at the uh, police station. He then sees some action outside, so uh, he's Ooh, now yeah. just. Peering at a woman in a minivan. Yep. Just perving on some poor woman trying to live her life uh, driving around in her minivan. At least it wasn't the young daughter that was with her. Oh, no, but uh, this is this is going to be an ongoing thing. We're just sad Stallones following people around, yeah. moping behind him. Looking for, for this, a friend. This one particular Anybody. person in the deal. I wrote, uh, everyone in this movie is as sad as the people in Northwest Indiana. I'm really, really feeling everything happening here in my bones. Yeah, it's, pretty, it's pretty close. Pretty close. My next uh, bullet point is De Niro's at the Snapple shop. Uh-huh. Which, I don't, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> What's going on there? What's that about? Just around the corner from the police department. Kaitel, uh, T2, and that other guy are having a little sandwich at yeah. some little general shop. It's like a general store yeah. slash like hardware store, I think. Yeah. But, but they also serve sandwiches. I think they also had a sign for Snapple <laughs> yeah. in the windows. Yeah. That's why I wrote something about the Snapple shot here. In walks De Niro, though. Oh, and everybody's like, uh, that guy's internal affairs. Yeah, he's a New York cop. That guy doesn't live in cop land. What the fuck? What's he doing in our town? What's he doing across the river? He gives him a little speech. He's like, I just thought I'd come see how y'all live. All sorts of tension here. Seems like a nice place. Everybody's being passive aggressive. They're they're speaking nice, but you can tell they don't like each other. They're they're giving each other subtle fuck yous with their eyes whenever they can. Cattell's spelling it out for his buddies and the audience. He's like, ah, we went to the academy together. We were friends. Great guy. But you, you, you're always really into school. And then you met that hot redhead Mm -hmm. from IA. That sounds good. Uh, that's how you I got in more of her in this movie. I got bad news for you. Oh, no. 
She's not in it. Damn it. Yeah. What, what I take from these interactions is De Niro's real good at him. He's real practice at this. But uh, Keitel, every interaction he has in this movie, yeah. he's doing the passive-aggressive uh, thing, but he's bad at it. Yeah. And he's always just like one step away from just flying off and boiling over and right. just being like, oh, go fuck yourself. Which uh, he does right here. He does mouth, you fucking rat, as you soon as, uh, fucking as, soon as rat. leaves. He barely lets the fucking door shut behind him before he's already talking shit. Yeah, he's a real piece of shit. Oh, he's holding back a sneer. Yeah. Uh, next scene is just some kids being kids, I wrote down. Yeah. So what, what we get going on here. De Niro leaves a Snapple shop. He sees some kids fighting in the alley, just... Yep. Just a couple kids beating the shit out of somebody much smaller than him. Yeah. So he kind of shakes his head like, ah, oh, fucking kids. The same everywhere. Law of the jungle. Meanwhile, Dopey Stallone's just uh, concerning himself with picking up stray, dirty, stuffed animals yeah, on the side of the turtle. road. Stuffed turtle. Fell off that lady's that's what he's doing. That's what he's doing as, the, that kid. as the sheriff of this place right now. Yeah. Uh, finally, this dipshit notices that hey, like ten-year-olds uh, are kids, breaking on. bottles and stabbing each other in the alley. He can't hear he does good. Something about it. He can't hear good. All That's right. That's right. He is deaf in one ear. We we this we learn him why a little bit later here. But uh, he tells these kids, uh, "Come on now, go on down to the park, kick your ass." Yeah. Just just a great film. Just kick your under his breath, threatening to kick 10-year-old's asses. Yeah. And once again, making me think, like, small-town sheriff, maybe a job for me. I could shoo kids away from things, for sure. I've got experience. Passive-aggressively threaten them once they're, like, uh, within earshots and not hearing what I'm saying? You want to... Look, I got a little experience, you know, mm, the wife. Right, yeah. She comes from a political family. That's right, yeah. If we want to move to a small town, mm-hmm. I'll run. You can be my, my Barney Fife, that man. sounds perfect. That's, yeah, that you could... Keep my, what do you keep my bullets? Yeah, yeah you get the one bullet. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it sounds good. I shouldn't, I shouldn't get the whole clip. That's well sure. now, Nate. Yeah. So this is when De Niro makes contact with Stallone. He's like, mm, you the, you the sheriff in this town? Mm, hey, see you wearing your hey. stupid outfit, walking around, got a stuffed animal in your hands. You look like a real asshole. Makes contact with him. He gives him his card. He's just like, uh, but you see a lot of illegal stuff going on in here. Maybe you want to talk to me about it sometime, huh? Ah, these are pretty nice guys here. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know. We really need much to do as a sheriff. You got to have one. Yeah. Sort of, you know. yeah. uh, Stallone does house calls. Yeah. That's my next uh, bullet point. Because yeah. turned out that stuffed animal he had was owned by the little girl who's uh, the offspring of the of woman Liz. he sadly pines after and the meathead cop who she uh, is married to and yeah. has this child with. That's right. This is just some, he's just creeping around her happy home, being all hangdog. He just like won't come in the door, you know, she like invites him in. Yeah. Just being a real fucking uncomfortable weirdo. He's just Midwest polite and doesn't want to make any waves, man. Yeah, she's like, oh, look, the turtle. Cool. Yeah, come on in. Have some coffee. I was just walking down the street. I didn't want to come into the house or anything. Didn't want to Pretty weird because I'm obviously so in love with you and everybody knows it. And everybody your husband is mm. uh, he's probably going to want to kill me or something. Probably mm. a good cop, though. Yeah. So she's like, oh, yeah, by the way, somebody's been putting their garbage bags in front of my house. Uh, you're not a real police officer. Yeah, maybe you can Why figure, don't that you out? figure that you're out. Why don't you figure that out? Fake fucking cop. Them, yeah, stop putting 
I mean, they do it on garbage day when all the garbage is going to come get picked up. It's not really an inconvenience no. at all, but I'm sort of a uppity suburban woman. I've so got I want, I want this handled five nice white bags yeah. in a row. And somebody put a black bag yeah. on the end, one extra bag of garbage at my curb for six hours. That's not something I want in my no, life, sir. I pay taxes. Yeah. Today was garbage pickup mm-hmm. for yeah. us in so, this town. Stallone does some sleuthing and uh, finds the phone bill, I think it is. It of is. Harvey Keitel's house. Ooh, and his wife, Rose? What's going on here? He's got to go talk to his wife, Rose, about it. Oh, no. It turns out is the wife from fucking Raging Bull, uh, plus a couple decades here. The wife from a Raging Boring. Yeah, that's, that's also a very boring movie. You're uh, right. But uh, she's like... Playing like clearly just like uh, used to be hot to trot, but now yeah. is just like uh, miserable and uh, married to a cop housewife right. very convincingly in this thing. And she lets it be known right away like, hey, I'm fucking that lady's husband and I'm not real happy with how he's handling it. So now I'm just fucking needling him by throwing trash in front of his house yep. to try and uh, make this thing blow up in everybody's faces because I'm a loose cannon. It's the soiled sheets. Oh, yeah, that's what she says. Fucking yeah. gross. I don't want to be thinking about their yeah. their gross cum sheets. They're, they're in a piss play. She yeah. said they were Ugh. soiled. Ugh. Ugh. So this is all going to blow up. This guy's a cop. Stallone's a cop. Harvey Keitel's a cop. I don't like where this is heading. Everybody's a cop. Mm-hmm. Um, who? Uh, the deputy. Deputy Mo from Beautiful Girls is just harassing some black people in this next scene. Yeah. What's going on? Uh, they just... Drove across the bridge to watch the sunset. Yeah. And they don't really hammer home the point here or linger on it too much, but it's pretty much made clear, like, they're under marching orders. Like, you see any black people in this town? Yep. Fucking move them along like yep. they're John Rambo or something. Yep. Nothing to see here, yeah, folks. Yeah, which is uh, kind of... I feel like if this movie was made in this day and age, uh, you'd have to hammer home the scene a lot more with yeah. the political climate. They're addressing it, but being subtle about it and not really just like uh, making making any sort of point. Just like, yeah, Stallone and these guys are have a racist agenda, but they don't even really think about it. Like this no. is one of those scenes where Stallone's like conflicted about like what's going on. Yeah, this is this is clearly just business as fucking usual. Yeah, he doesn't like it, but he's also still ticketing just, these people for nothing. He's also just still in his own yeah. world. Yeah, looking for more in his own world, looking at the skyline. Uh, has a flashback to him being just like a young sad idiot eating an apple under a bridge. Yeah, like a troll. Like a troll. I, I wrote, uh, I wrote like, like a, a Billy troll Goat's right here. Gruff. For sure, exactly. When suddenly, uh, eating an apple like a troll, when a car crashes into the water. This yep. Is where we learn he jumped in and saved somebody. Turns out Liz, the lady's following around like a creep. We don't know yet. This is uh, All that like, happens He used to be a hero is what we know. Here. Car goes under. That's all we see. But then he's uh, suddenly uh, jerked out of his flashback when the, the black lady's just yelling at him like, you got nothing better to do than harass black people? And he's just like, kind of just like, oh, yeah, that is kind of what yeah. we're doing. Ugh. Ugh. My life sucks. It's not very right. Yeah. Yeah, you got a lot of white people in this town, man. You don't feel entirely comfortable. I, I get it. It's not, it's not the best thing we're doing. It's not so much as they're racist as much as they're just inherently scared of other people. <laughs> Back at the Four Aces, uh, Chick's meathead husband is getting into it with Ray Liotta. They got some 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 words going back and forth about yeah. sports betting. 
Yeah. Oh, these are some basic-ass people right here. Just drunk and screaming about sports betting. Yeah. Either way, Leota starts laying everything out for us about all the fucking corrupt shit that's going on. A little bit too mouthy. This is something that sort of develops him. He's... You can tell he's not happy with everybody around him. He's always he's always talking a little bit too much, a little bit too openly in public. Here. Do you got to say, though, Leota doesn't say anything at first. Mm-hmm. It starts with Stallone being like, hey, Joey, mm-hmm. we need to talk. Yeah. And Joey starts giving Stallone the business because he doesn't want to talk to Stallone. That's right. And that's when Leota's like, hey, Joey, and starts laying in. And he takes the brunt from Joey. He takes the shot for Stallone. Also, it's an important I, scene. I like how before that, Leota's telling him, like, uh, fucking, you need to quit following that woman around. Yeah. All sad. Like, yeah. It's, it's weird, man. And everybody yeah. knows what you're doing. Uh, also, you fucking always wanted to be on the force and saving her made you deaf in one ear. And like, yeah, you should be you should fucking be mad at these people is what you should be doing. Yeah, it ruined your life. You pal. should be jealous of that fucking idiot uh, who's fucking her and you're not because you fucking gave up your whole life to save her. Now she's just fucking that other idiot. Yeah. That shit sucks for you, bro. Yeah. Real bad. Mm-hmm. So, uh, meathead husband, Joey Ranzone, Leota going at it. But yeah, it is It is Leota sort of taking uh, the heat off Stallone. Because yeah. people aren't too nice to Stallone They're in this not. cop bar. They kind of treat him like he's a fucking nothing. Yeah, but... Uh, uh, Stallone only has one mode, and that's being a sad sack. So yeah. he's not going to be jealous. He's not going to get angry. Le- Leota has to fucking open things up. But he, Leota gets pulled away because mm-hmm. there's a big cop meeting at the back yeah. of the bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cartel uh, gives him the, hey, the cop meeting's starting. Cop meeting starting. Uh, Robert Patrick's here. He's all fucking coked out. He's just yeeted out of his fucking mind. Yep. Uh he starts saying racist shit about Leota fucking a Puerto Rican chick. Yep. Which is just like, oh man, Robert Patrick is next level asshole cop in this fucking Oh movie. yeah. Suddenly we got a fight. We got a fist fight. Leota backs Patrick up into the corner. He takes some darts and he's sticking them up his nose all... all I don't like looking at that. Robert Patrick pulls the gun. Robert Patrick pulls a gun on him. Leota just fucking charges him, sticking a fucking dart up his nose. And starts dragging him around by it. Kaitels, he's he's the guy in charge. He's like, hey guys, fucking knock it off. Quit roughhousing, pulling guns and pointing them at each other's heads and whatnot. Yeah. Crazy. You guys are crazy. But yeah, Leota threw out all these arguments. Keeps saying more and more shit about what they're doing a little little too openly. Kaitel's getting more and more fucking upset with him as it goes on. Yep. Get him out of here, Kaitel commands. Uh, we, we linger on a picture of uh, Leota's partner, too. And we're like, oh, something went down with Leota's partner that yeah. he's not happy about. And there's some tension here. He's accusing Kaito. He's like, yes, you sit with your back to the picture of that guy because you right. can't even That's look right. him in the eye, you piece of shit. This is what happens when drunk people who have too many secrets get together. They start screaming about all their secrets. Yeah. It's, it's not good. Well, I know and you know. A lot of that. My next little uh, segment of notes is domestic disturbance slash enter the boss. Mm. So the high school crush and the scumbag cop, the randones or whatever, they're just having a screaming match on their front porch. Yeah. Fucking low rent suburban scumbags. Sad stack Stallone's got to show up because he's the fucking sheriff of the town. Mo's already there. This is the chick he wants to fuck. Her husband is fucking, he's got to be in the middle of this. This is Awkward. Yeah. Totally yeah. awkward. Especially when fucking the cop just keeps telling Stallone, Freddy, go home. 
Go home. Yeah. Just order him around like a fucking dog. Yeah. Nobody is afraid of his authority whatsoever. Yeah. He's their Tom. Start saying stuff like, oh, your Uncle Freddy's here to rescue you again. Ugh. Ugh. Then he shoves Stallone. Vaughn shoves him. Yeah. You got to do something. And Stand up for yourself, Poindexter. That's pretty cool. And he kicks open his own front door. Yeah. Storms upstairs. Sloan's like, oh, I didn't do a very good job of defusing that situation. He's, he's just doing Probably a welfare. I could have asserted myself more. I don't know. Just doing a welfare check on Liz. That's all he cares about. She's, she's not fine, Matt. But, you know, she's just like, hey, I don't know what you think about me. I started this whole fucking yeah. screaming match fist she's fight. Fu- I'm a fucking scumbag. <laughs> like, she broke the bottle. Whatever image you got of me in, in your head, yeah. you got to let it go, man. Yeah. I'm a crazy I'm a piece lady. of crap. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Stallone's not ready to process all no. this yet, so... No, not just yet. It's time to go home to his disgusting uh, living room and listen to Bruce Springsteen's The River on mm-hmm. vinyl, just on repeat. It's time to just mm-hmm. get blind drunk, lay on your disgusting 70s-looking couch, and listen to The River on repeat. It's the way you should. Yeah, it's... He's How cut. do you do it? He's emasculated. He's got a Jack Slater fucking apartment. Springsteen Records is the only thing that's going to fucking match that mood for fucking sure oh god i don't know if it's the booze or the springsteen but it's causing a flashback off into more flashbacks about fucking saving that girl underwater and then at the end of it he's like can't bust out of the car and the pressure is mounting and you start hearing like the ringing he probably always hears in his ears Mm -hmm. over the soundtrack which is a nice little filmmaking touch right there Suddenly we get awoken by a car horn, and it's like, oh, people burnt alive in a horrible fire. You got to come deal with it, Sylvester Stallone. He's like, I'm a sheriff. I better deal with it. Turns out the fire was Leota's house. Vegas is. Uh, fucking, and the Puerto Rican woman who we learned earlier that he's uh, oh, God. having sex with, much to the chagrin of everybody else in the town. She's been horribly burnt alive. Oh, God. Every inch of her body has been full-on Freddy Krueger. Oh, Jesus. And she's just like last Still gasping alive. on a fucking stretcher. Leota shows up, does some serious crying here while talking to her and getting her dying yeah. words. It's uh, just... Great fucking emotion here playing across his fat face. <laughs> yeah. I like that this is later career fat-faced Leota, too. That's that's when I started kind of liking him as an actor. Yeah, he's got he's got some pie face. Gruesome death scene. Lots of emotion going on. Yep. Uh, next morning, Kaitel and Robert Patrick show up at the police station looking all slick and serious. Mm-hmm. Just basically being like, oh, man, sucks that that house burnt down. We didn't do it. Just here to make sure nobody's going to fucking try to look into it and say that we fucking did it. Yeah. Trying to be your friend, but flexing their muscles is what's going on. They're all all talking nice, but you can tell they're there for intimidation purposes, Matt. Intimidation. This guy was running his mouth at the bar. Now they're sending him a message. Are they? Possibly, but uh, we'll, we'll address that more later, because now Superboy's funeral's happening. Yeah. <laughs> got that fucking... Uh, uh, he, Kaitel, he's just working angles here. He's... He's, he, he can sense things are getting out of control, so he's just we get, like... A, we get one of those... We didn't get the news lead-in like you like at yeah, the beginning yeah, sure. of the movie. Those are great. But they gave us one here where they're like, hey, Super Cop's dead, and that guy that Leota was talking about in the picture died earlier? That's right. Maybe it's connected? connected? Question mark. 
I don't know, but Kaito's like, hey, Frankie, get over here. Freddy. Let me introduce you to some bigwig in the NYPD. Maybe he can get you a job being a cop even though you're deaf. And an idiot. And this old guy's like, oh, yeah, sure, I could probably do that. <laughs> Whatever, I'm just here at your nephew's funeral. This I don't give a fuck. Scumbag Kaitel, he's, he's stringing Stallone along because yeah. he knows he's got to throw him a bone every once in a while to keep him on board, keep him shut up. This is supposedly his nephew's funeral. He's supposed to be in mourning, but yeah. he's clearly just working angles. Fucking this guy. This guy's ticket. He's been at it. He's been at it for a long time, you can tell. Uh, he, he knows there's some sniffing around happening. He knows they're trying to talk to the local sheriff. So time to throw him a little, a little hope. Maybe, yeah. maybe your life won't be miserable. Stick with me, kid. You don't stay at the top by laying still. No. Everybody at this funeral is exchanging loaded looks. You got a lot of, I'm mad at you for this. I'm mad at you for that. Kaitel's wife, fucking Randone, fucking yep. Leota. Everybody's, everybody's suspicious at somebody, mad at somebody. There's too many secrets in this town. Tons of them. De Niro shows up again oh, afterwards at the police station this time. The sheriff's department? Fucking at the sheriff's department in the middle of the day talking to the fucking sheriff. Uh, he's like, hey, look, we got pictures of uh, your boy Harvey Keitel having back alley meetings with Polly Walnuts from The Sopranos. Yep. So fucking how about you cough up some info? Because you know and I know and he knows and we know that yeah. they're fucking dirty. Everybody's doing dirty ass shit. This is where he says it. He's like, hey, man. It's like, you're, it's like you're the sheriff of Copland yeah. is, is, is what it's like, pretty much. It's exactly what it is. We got a title, man. We got a title. Stallone lets him know right away that he's no rat. He's like, oh, hey, you got some pictures here? I got some pictures. Me and Harvey Keitel at birthday parties. Fucking yeah. hugging. Fucking sharing fucking birthday cakes. No, we're friends. Laughing. Good friends, me and Harvey Keitel. Yeah. Happy what birthday, Polly. Rat, why don't you Happy fucking birthday, hit the Polly. road? Um, I heard about you. Yeah, so he's he's giving some serious fucking vibes back and forth. Uh, De Niro and Yul Brenner share some knowing looks. They're like, oh, this sheriff guy's one of them, man. We're not going to be able to crack him. He's drank the Kool-Aid entirely. This is where De Niro goes, I got an idea. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, you want to be a cop? Mm-hmm. You're not a cop. Yeah. One of us is a cop. That's right. It's not you. No, yeah, what do you do? You can be a cop. But, you know, you got to commit, bro. Then he fucking flat out just says it out loud. We buried a suit today. Yeah. Superboy's alive. We all know it. Yeah. Give me a break. Right. He knows something's... Full court pressing him. Full court pressing him. Like... Something's foul. You know you know it. I know it. Quit playing dumb. I can tell that you are dumb, but you're not that dumb. Nobody's buying it. Something's going on in your town, Leota rolls in looking all disheveled and sees that fucking internal affairs is there. So he's fucking giving Stallone some knowing glances. Knowing glances back and forth. Yeah, he's suspicious. Back and forth here, yeah. That's why, that's why I'm here, Sheriff, because you're on the inside. I look at you, Sheriff, and I see a man who's waiting for something to do. Here I am, and here I am. That's right. I'm saying, I've got something for you to do. Yeah, here I am. Good stuff. Bobby D just being Bobby D. Stallone just listening. It's believable. It's It's also fucking believable. Capital A acting going on here. I love it. Next scene is Superboy's going away party. How fucking cocky are these guys? They've just faked a death. They've fake buried a guy. Now everybody in town's at Kytel's house. Night of. Night fucking of. They're throwing a going away party for the supposedly dead fucking guy. Everybody's drunk fucking and in this fucking house. Come on, guys. Come on. Fucking, uh... 
Kaitel gets a phone call. Oh, yeah. It's from the mayor's office or something, yeah, I think. I They're telling him, like, you got to shut this down, man. Like, you're yeah. fucking, this shit's too obvious. Like, fucking, you're going to get everybody in, in trouble. Internal Affairs is sniffing around. They're like, bro, we need a body. Yeah, he's like, it's my wife's nephew. What am I supposed to do? Like, I don't care, man. Guy on the other eye says, isn't he adopted? Which I thought was Oh, yeah. Line. Isn't he adopted? <laughs> Poor Stallone shows up at the party because there's noise complaints. He's got to deal with all this fucking nickel and diamond shit. He knows that there's a massive conspiracy going that he's supposed to be fucking ignoring. He's like, hey, come on, Harvey Keitel. Can you at least, like, try a little bit to keep this shit under the rug so I don't got to look so fucking stupid pretending like I don't know what's going on? He's trying to be nice guy Stallone at first. Just keep it down. Keitel's just like, Go home, Freddy. Yeah. Same same way everybody talks to him, ordering him around like he's a fucking child. But he but he he comes clean. He's like, hey, Kaitel, mm-hmm. De Niro was at my office. That's right. Uh, like, fucking. It was fucking De Niro. He was at my he's office. At my office. We, we all know what's yeah. going on. Fucking. How about you? Fucking tighten up. Yeah. Kaitel, nothing. No. no. He still wants to go, go fucking home. home yeah, so go home. Stallone just starts kicking dirt like a little boy. Yeah. <laughs> Mad because he can't go outside yeah. and play. Meanwhile, Superboy's banging cocktail waitresses two at a time at this party. Oh, yeah. He doesn't even notice that his aunt has slipped him a note warning him that all the other cops are going to fucking murder him at the end of this party. Yep. He's too busy if I can have the time of his life. He's having Superboy. a good time. And he's Michael Rappaport in the fucking late 90s. Why wouldn't you be? Exactly. Fucking just partake. Have some fun. Cutscene. Oh, yeah. What's up? Cuts, cuts away to something for a minute. Uh, we go to uh, Liz shows up at Stallone's. Liz shows up at Stallone's. That's right. This yeah. is the scene right here. She's at his sad house looking for some attention because uh, old uh, whoever the fuck Joey, Joey. Ranzone didn't show up back at the house that night if they had their argument or whatever. Yeah. So might as well go sniffing around old sad sack Stallone for some attention. He's always good for some. This is, this is how these women think, Matt. Yeah, uh, Randone had to work that mm, night. Yeah, sure, sure he did. She he shows did. she shows up at the front door. He wasn't at the party. He Two packs work. of cigs in her hands, so you know she's yeah. here for the fucking long haul. She's got some. She's got some talking she wants to do. She's like Joey got called she into went to work. The speedway. I don't know got what that to believe. Deal. That's right. I I I don't trust the guy no more. Stallone's like, good. Why don't you come inside my house and I listen? We put on sad we Springsteen can listen to songs. Together. My name. I wonder this guy's you know, fucking. He's from so sad and alone all the time. You finally get a woman in your house and you're instantly just putting on sad Springsteen records? That's that's not the move, man. Mm. Mm. But uh, yeah, fucking oh god, we get some... This is this is where Stallone gets to do his big acting. He breaks out of his subtle little stuff for a minute when she's just like... This is pretty strong. Asking him like, oh, how come you ain't never been married, Freddy? Uh, the best girls were taken. Uh, the best girls were taken. As he's choking up, as yeah. he's coughing back some tears... And she sort of just touches him a little bit. And Oof. just at the first little bit of physical contact this guy's probably gotten in like six months, he just crumbles. Oh. Just instantly crumbles in front of her. Oh, God. Starts just like mouthing at her fucking hand like a desperate man trying to get a drink of water in the yeah. desert. Yeah. This is this is, this is tough to watch Powerful. Here, but powerful. Stallone is doing some second. acting. All you fucking people that want to... Rip on Stallone and all the fucking review sections, of all his movies, saying this guy can't act. Fucking watch this fucking scene from Copland, you assholes. I put this scene right next 
to his monologue at the end of Rambo when he's oh. talking about watching his friend get oh, blown man. up at the shoe shine oh, box. Fucking perfect. Just uh, but this is quiet he's, he's emotional hitting, Stallone. He's hitting he's hitting uh, high notes in that one that he doesn't hit here. But mm-hmm. uh, this, this is a deeper well, I think, mm-hmm. in this scene going on. Because mm-hmm. I'm afraid. Is that what you want to hear? Exactly. <laughs> all, all those great scenes. Oh, we could them all. God. He, fuck you all. He's great. Cut back to the party and uh, Superboy's in the bathroom about to do a line of Yayo or whatever. Got to. And notices the cocktail napkin that his uh, aunt handed him and the... Just in big, bold note, they are going to kill you. I mean, he's probably pretty drunk. Oh. She was probably right oh. to spell it fucking yeah. out. <laughs> he's like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, I guess probably they are going to kill me. Michael I'm Rappaport. Sort of, me being alive is sort of a big inconvenience to everybody. Michael Rappaport point. stops for a second and is like, who's they? <laughs> so he's like, oh, fuck. Maybe I ought to grab my gun, which is hanging up on the shower curtain here. I think it was just a random gun. Sh- r- grab this random gun and shove it down my pants just there's... in case somebody attempts to murder me right now. Because there's still another one hanging next to it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's a good thing he did because Harvey Keitel's like, hey, Superboy, how about you come over here by my above ground pool that we're not going to try to drown you in? Nah, nah, not related to <laughs> earlier. Yeah, so, uh, he does go over there and fucking Robert Patrick and Harvey Keitel and the old guy try to drown him in this yep. above ground pool. Yep. Superboy grabs the gun out of his pants, shooting in the air. It's chaos. Who shows up at this moment but Joey fucking Joey? Randone uh, getting off his shift. Yeah. Where is he going? At home to stay with his wife? No, no he wants to get the tail of the party, man. Keitel to see if there's any fucking drugs laying around still he can get in on. So he's like, eh, what's going on? Did I just see you guys trying to murder uh, Superboy in your above-ground pool? He's like, I heard gunshots, mm-hmm. WT and F. And he's not on board. They're kind of just like, no. look the other way, and he's kind of like, no, this is fucked up. Like, he's a yeah. cop like us. Like, what's going on? Yeah, he's like, he, Kytel, you not told me this. he was going to go to this other place and be taken care of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is it? You yeah, told me he was going to go live on a farm. Yeah, taking him up, to, driving him up to the farm tomorrow. Next scene, De Niro's done. He's yep. gotten word from the mayor that the fucking case is closed. Yep. He's yelling at everybody. Put your files in there. We're done. We've been shut down by the mayor. Case closed. Give me the garrison files. It's Everything. Closed. Go to lunch. Case closed. Case is fucking closed. Case fucking closed. So he's pretty pissed, I think, that the case is closed. And these, these cops just keep getting away with all this shit. Yep. Back at the four aces, they've got Joey. He, they're like trying to get him on board. They're like, dude, uh, some shit's gone bad. This is yeah. mostly Superboy's fault. You got to see what's going on here. You just got to look the other way. Also, we're all just talking about this shit in the open now. Just right here, just at this table at three in the afternoon in this No bar. one cares anymore. He's freaking out, though. He's he's not yeah. into this idea he's at like, all. He's like, that's fucked up, bro. Meanwhile, Stallone and Robert Patrick are having a tense interaction in the bathroom where Patrick's just talking shit, and then Stallone finally uh, gets a little bit nuts up a little bit, and he's like, oh, maybe you burnt down Ray Liotta's house. Yeah. Maybe I should look into that. Motherfucker. Yeah, it's like, thinks tension. It's fucking, you can cut it with a knife here Mother in Copland. Rucker. Stallone and Leota are drunk having beers, talking about how sad life is, I think, in this next scene, according to my notes. Yeah. Stallone, finally, is to get back to their conversation earlier where Leota was telling him he should be jealous. Mm -hmm. He's now telling him he regrets going to that water. He regrets saving that woman's life. 
He wishes he didn't do it, so he could have went on and been a cop. He says it's the best thing he's ever done in his life, and he wishes he hasn't done it. Yep. That's sad, man. Yeah. One good thing he's ever done, and it's also his one regret. Yep. Fuck, what else is he filling his days with? <sighs> Leota starts pushing Nothing. him to take these fuckers down, and he keeps using this weird you gotta go diagonal metaphor, which you gotta go really diagonal. You're hitting red lights. You don't go straight. You got to drive diagonal. As soon as you see red lights. It's like the third time. Cut right. Trying with his red light story. I'm like, you wouldn't have been a very good kung fu master, Leota, because I don't know what you're talking about at all. You move diagonal. You jag. Is what yeah. he tells him. I was like, did you just call him a jag? Oh, no. He's saying. No, jag's a good using, show, though. Using huh? jag as a verb. Yeah. I, I think we you, could probably legitimately do a jag podcast. Yeah. I think probably for at least six months before we got totally bored of that. Just that naval pilot lawyer show. And once Stone Cold starts showing up, we'd be like, all right, this is clearly the peak of this show. Was like, he on jag? I think, I think he was on all of them. Hopefully. <laughs> he got, he got uh, guest appearances on all those late 90s. Fuck uh, it. We're doing Nash Bridges. Yeah. yeah right. Let's get it going. You're right. Let's get it going. Cut to the chase. Nash Bridges podcast. All right, go ahead and just right, uh, hit, hit stop, stop on this. Right Join us, 202, for the Nash Bridges podcast. Oh, we just got to talk about the next scene, though, because oh, okay. Method Man shows up, and he's just cutting M-E-T-H-O-D bitches M-E-T-H-O-D, man. Fucking, uh, he's a, this guy's a monster. Prison shanking cops just on rooftops. How did it get to this point? This where, guy's where a monster. This is a guy dying in his own blood, screaming about fucking... Method Man, fucking like he's some sort of super villain. I love this Colin. He caught me with some kind of blade. This guy's a monster. Randone's fucking trying to wrestle the blade, and they're not even on the same roof as the guy who's bleeding and screaming that he's a monster. Somehow no. this fight has spilled over to the next roof. Yeah, like, I was trying to figure that out too. It's fucking weird. Uh, Method Man's kind of got a prison shank like Tiz's throat. He's got him up against a wall. He's just talking shit to just him. lifting him in the telling air. Telling him how he's going to fucking cut him, how he's going to fucking go find his family, shit yeah. like that. This is the toughest Method Man has ever played on film, for yeah. fucking sure. Lot tougher than Cheese. Yeah, way tougher than fucking Cheese. Yeah. I kind of just decides that Randone's a sniveling bitch, I think, and sort of throws him down. But then Randone's like, I ain't no bitch. He gets up. Running tackles him and gives yeah. a pretty solid Steven Seagal-esque motherfucker! motherfucker! Tackles the fucking guy, but that doesn't work because we've established that Method Man is a monster. Mm-hmm. So he just throws the guy off the fucking roof is, is what he does here. Yeah. Randone grabs on like a, some TV antennas and he's just hanging precariously over right the fucking Right off the side. Here, screaming bloody murder that yeah. he needs help. He's, the, the TV antenna's given away. He's going to die. Who should show up but Harvey Keitel? Uh-oh. We had a pretty tense conversation with this guy the day before about how he needs to keep his mouth shut about all the shit he's seen. He's not going to let anything bad happen to one of his own, though, right? Mm-hmm. He kind of is, because he locks the door leading up to the roof, and it's kind of like, oh, sucks, guys. Uh, we can't get up there and save him. Fuck. Oh, I'm fiddling around with the keys trying to get up there. It's, Unfortunately, it's hard. T2's not on the same page. I was going to say, even T2 at this point is like, oh, what the fuck are you doing, Kaitel? Fucking yeah. open the door, man. Like, we got we to get up there. Yeah. This is too much even for fucking Robert Patrick's dickhead cop. Yeah. They're, they're fucking... We're breaking bad here. We're getting we're getting dirty. We're getting down dirty. It's getting tough. Yeah. Sure enough, uh, plan works because when they finally get up to the roof, Randone splattered on the ground. He sure is. Which his I, legs going the wrong is, way. This is perhaps a big big opening for Stallone to finally get in those bridges. I think. Hell yeah. That guy's fucking dead. 
She, she's going to need somebody to raise that little girl now. Stallone will do that it. stupid little girl who's leaving her stuffed animal laying all around town. She needs somebody keeping an eye on her. You seen Rocky? He's great with kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whoa, one less loose end for Kaitel. So What's he's, that? he's looking good. Except uh, there's one big loose end running around out there. Fucking Superboy got like away from that. He's just apparently been running through the woods the last yeah. couple of days screaming. This he goes to Stallone's scene. house looking for some help, just like a scared animal, just yeah. like, uh, tentatively like trying to approach Stallone, like, you got to help me, I got to help. He looks like one of those dogs in those Sarah McLaughlin commercials. Absolutely, just a dog that's been kicked one too oh. many times and won't trust anybody anymore. So he's like... Uh, Asking for help, but then he sees Ray Liotta come out of Stallone's bathroom, and he's like, oh, fuck, Ray Liotta, I gotta get out of here. Which, I think maybe he's just, like, worried that these two guys are gay, living together. Is what it was. Just like, oh, God, these guys are gays. They're not gonna be able to help me. Oh, no, homosexuals. They try to chase after him, like, Superboy, what are you doing? Come on back, Superboy. It's not really gay, it's just two guys hanging yeah, out. His house burned down. He's just, crashing in my sad apartment for a while. It's just two dudes just hanging out. It's not gay. Superboy's been too spooked, though. Like, uh, yeah. he's not going to come back. He's, he's hiding out in the woods. People tried to put stuff in his butt yeah. in the academy because his uncle mm. was a high-end cop. Had you know? to have happened. Yeah. Had to have uh, Yeah. You're Next right. scene, we're back at the cemetery because we're having Randone's funeral. This is starting to look like an 80s teen slasher for how many fucking... Yeah. Uh, just one after another funerals. This small town is happening Joey. right here. Stallone's just staring daggers at everybody at this Baby. point. Because he knows how deep into the shit they are. He knows how Joey. dirty they are. Except for the widow. He's mentally undressing her all creepy. And she's creepy. like, oh, God. Why is yeah. Stallone mentally undressing me at my fucking husband's funeral right now? Joey, if you're hurting, so am I. an emotional song right there. Yeah. And uh, should have been over the soundtrack. Unfortunately, we only got those two Springsteen songs. Yeah. A bunch of kind of lame Howard Shore um, music for the rest of the score here. Yeah. Never a big fan of Howard Shore. He's a little bit too on the nose for me more often than normal. Not get, terrible, but get me I, wasn't, a, I wasn't digging the Copland score really at any point. Look at that cast. You can't get like a Silvestri. Get an Alan Silvestri on this project. Come on. Yeah, uh, so fucking afterwards at the after party at the Four Aces, mm-hmm. Stallone at this point just utterly stupidly goes right up to Kaitel, tells him that Superboy came to his house looking for help. Yeah. And then he wants them all to just fucking come clean with everybody yeah, and just go just in admit. and talk it out. And I was like, talk it out. This guy's a fucking monster. He's going to kill you now, Stallone. Fucking get a clue of what's happening here, you fucking idiot. But he's a nice guy. He made him sheriff. Oh, what a dumb idiot Stallone is. It's you're you're sympathizing with him throughout this whole thing. Just like I hope he stands up for himself. But it starts to get a little bit at this point in the movie. You're just like, all right, fucking. I'm starting to just want you to fucking get killed because you're being such a dumb fucking idiot. He's got nothing. I'm yelling at him too. He's got nothing. In the same man. way, Kaitel starts fucking yelling at him. He's like, "What are you talking about? You come up with this idea? It's a child's idea. Yeah. You wrote it on a matchbook." Yeah. Like, Eh. Kaitel, you're not wrong. You're just kind of an asshole. <laughs> What's yeah, going yeah. On here? Your plan's the plan of a boy. He, goes, he tells him. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Stallone finally is just like, well, I that like didn't what work I see out. Anymore. Uh, fuck. I, I'm 
I'm just going to have to march right into that internal affairs office and handle this myself. He does stand up for himself at the very end, though. He goes, I don't like what I see anymore. Yeah, look around in this town. I don't like what I see anymore. He lets him know. No one's above the law. Guy takes public transit straight into the fucking main hub of the NYPD. Yeah. Walks directly into an t- internal affairs office in front of fucking everybody. In his Sunday best. In his Sunday best to drop the dime. 16 friendly faces that he knows from the four aces sees him showing up yep. across the fucking river. Sees him walking into internal affairs. Yep. How about you pick up the phone and fucking call internal affairs at this point, you fucking idiot? Nah, it's Set important. up some sort of clandestine meeting, maybe. This is somewhere. Important. You fucking clueless putts. Either way, he's in the office now. He's in the office. He tells Robert De Niro, I'm ready to fucking come clean. I'm ready to take these guys down. De Niro doing some of the greatest sandwich acting oh, in the history of, of filmmaking right here. It's what Brad Pitt's based his entire you get sandwich eating career Six or seven Brad of. Pitt fucking uh, scenes. You get... Vince Vaughn and Dragged Across Concrete and yeah. Busey eating that meatball sandwich and point break right here with De Niro just getting down on this probably chicken salad sandwich or something yeah. right here as he talks to Stallone. What's he complaining about? They never, the best they never had the napkins. Ever. <laughs> That's right, yeah. He is just completely... Stallone's in there thinking this is going to be the biggest moment in his life. Yeah. And De Niro dismisses his just ass. no selling. Won't Straight stop ignoring. chewing. Won't stop talking with his mouth open. I love how he won't take the sandwich down from his lips at mm. any point during this whole conversation. Centimeters uh, away to talk, but not away. Finally, he... he De Niro, he, pronouns pal, uh, realizes that this fucking idiot is... He doesn't know that fucking... It's over! Go to yeah. lunch! So he's, he's got to start Case yelling at him again. Closed. I offered you a chance, and you blew it! You could have been a cop, but, but you, you blew it! it! You blew it. Fucking love it. Uh, this should have got De Niro an Oscar right here. The you blew it scene? This isn't an Oscar clip right here? Give, give me a break. Best One of the greatest of all time. Fucking sandwich in his mouth, yelling, you blew it at Fat Stallone. This is fucking my platonic ideal of what a movie can be right here. My right brothers there. and I yell, you blew it at mm-hmm. each other mm-hmm. because of this. Not, <laughs> not, not just the Sandman. You blew it! Oh, I had but some, specifically some plans to hilariously uh, put that Sandman gif on our Instagram and uh, act like I just got it wrong. Yeah. We're, we're talking about Copland. You could still do that and do the who wore it, who wore it better. Oh, perfect. That's going to be here. But, uh, and then you get an excuse to show both. Stallone, uh, hangdog walks out. And uh, now you realize that De Niro being such an asshole. Yeah, he was probably pissed at this guy for being an idiot. But also he had a plan. He looks over at a Yul Brenner and he's like, that cupcake makes a mess. We got a case on our hands again. Yeah, De Niro's he was hard. This guy. He was baiting this guy, yeah. trying to get him to do something stupid. While baiting himself. Which he does, because Stallone uh, eyes those files that De Niro had put up in a mm-hmm. pile. And he, uh, he steals some of those files mm-hmm. on his way out of the office. Next scene, him and Garofalo and fucking uh, Mo, Mo Beautiful Girls, they're going over those files. Yep. There's a lot of files about chokehold cop going on in there. A lot, yep. of, a lot of news clippings about chokehold cop. Which it's got a full rundown of we that. Learned, we learned that's Leota's former partner. Yeah. Who was fucking getting taken down for chokeholding somebody. 
the headlines ripped directly out of today's fucking news. Right. <laughs> seemed this movie more fucking on point and uh, relevant than ever. Uh, turns out he was about to come clean about what he did not squeal, so Harvey Keitel killed it. In killed jail. Him. In jail. Fucking De Niro knows it happens. <laughs> Keitel knows that De Niro knows it happens. Now, uh, now Stallone the, knows. Now Stallone knows, and Janine Garofalo, of all people, knows. Garofalo, she's far too cynical and sarcastic. Oh, yeah, she's like, fucking, uh, this all sounds like some QAnon bullshit. Yeah. I'm going to go back to my old job because y'all's fucking losers here in New Jersey. Sorry I ever moved here. Peace out, motherfuckers. Plus, Kaitel's probably going to have everybody killed. Plus, it seems like Kaitel might have everybody killed, so I, yeah. don't, I don't want that to happen to me. Yeah. Smart uh, lady. Garofalo out. It was fun being in the movie while I was, but I'm, gonna, I'm not going to appear in this movie anymore. I'm going to go work at that summer camp just up the state. Yeah. Uh, next scene I wrote, uh, we're at the saddest carnival I've ever seen. Just some pure real low rent New Jersey carnival going on. Just like if I can be honest with you, maybe four or five rides, like six or seven games in the middle of just like a I, field uh, somewhere. I I dated a young lady from Beecher when I was in high school. Oh, no, nobody likes a bragger. Come uh, on, man. She was really my gonna go down this steady fucking... gal in high school. Uh, come on, listen to you. And the fourth was, you. was a big deal in their town. The big town of Beecher. Yeah, I can only imagine what a big deal looked like in that fucking. Back, maybe it looked identical. It looked Beecher fucking where I'm identical going. <laughs> to their Fourth of July carnival that was yeah, going on. So fucking sad. Stallone's just walking around in this sad carnival, trying to win a turtle at mm-hmm. one of the games because you know he's just going to try to get in that Liz's pants by taking that turtle to her, her little kid. Her dad wanted the last turtle. I could be a new dad and win this turtle. Fucking. Robert Patrick's like, I'm not having this. I got to come up and fucking intimidate this idiot because everybody knows he was at Internal Affairs. Yeah. He comes up behind him when he's trying to play that shoot out the fucking uh, Red Star with the BB yep. gun game. He's like, enjoy your big trip to the city. That's yeah, basically he saying like, hey, I'm going to fucking kill you. You're yeah. a dead man. You're a dead man, Ramsey. He's poking at him. He's poking at him. And uh, Stallone? He's maybe getting some balls here because he doesn't like being poked anymore. No. He shoots out that whole star with his BBs. Yeah. And wins that fucking turtle. So you're like, this guy's looking focused. It's this great. guy's maybe looking focused now that great scene. he's near going to be murdered by the rest of the cops in this town. The carny guy's like, hey, I'm losing my ass over here. You're all cops. That's you can't, right. never mind, hit the target three times. You, get, you cops got to shoot it five out of six. Mm-hmm. Which is bullshit because everybody knows those guns are just tampered with so that they don't shoot straight stallone and t2 line up at the same time uh t2 nails his first shot stallone misses Uh, wide top left alone and uh t2 points out he's like hey you gotta get all five of your next shots and totally cuts patrick right in that fucking moment shit and if this was a Rocky movie, this is where you'd hear the first fucking, like, swells of that. Yeah. He's training for the big fight music coming in. He'd be like, oh, shit, it's on. Unfortunately, this isn't a Rocky movie, so we don't have music as good as that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he's, at, he's at Liz Randone's house, again, sniffing around Liz, trying to tell her about all the stuff that's going on and how they killed her husband and how he's she's got to, like join up with him and fucking 
pull the fucking covers off from and pull pull the fucking curtains back on this whole thing. Yeah. And she's instantly just Your house like, is owned by the mob, Liz. She's she's not only just like, dude, I don't want any part of this. Joy was this killed. Is dumb fucking I don't want to hear about it. She also fucking like starts cucking him for just like being hangdog and like sniffing around a dead man's yep. wife. And I'm like, oh shit, Liz. This guy's been nothing but nice to you, and you're gonna fucking go there. That is fucking harsh. Yeah, like but once you're again, got. this is we're taking away all of uh the sad hopes in Stallone's life so that maybe he'll finally be cornered and have to do something for once. Yeah. I gave you a chance and you blew it. Not twice, you know, he's gonna make it right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she cucks him, and then uh, as he's leaving all hangdog, fucking Old guy's in the back of his back seat of his car like a yeah. horror movie villain. Just basically telling him at What's this point. Name? Explicitly. Is that Kransky? Is I never, that I never heard somebody else see it, so I, I was oh. too lazy to bing who he was. Uh, Arthur, was that Arthur? Nah, Either way, remember. he's telling him, you're going to be hurting. You mark my words. I'm watching you. I'm watching telling you. Telling Stallone, like, hey, fucking, you're on the verge of being murdered, dude. Fucking watch it, buddy. You're going to get it. Next scene, my, my, my next bullet point is you got your check. Because he's back at home. He sees yeah. that Leota's got his big insurance check for his house burning down. Yep, 200 grand almost. Gene Garofalo being like, fucking, this isn't a big conspiracy. Leota probably burnt his own house down to get the fucking insurance money. I'm fucking going back to fucking upstate New York or wherever I came from. Yeah. People from Jersey are scumbags. Anywhere but here. He's like, oh, so you got your check. You can tell he's he's second-guessing himself. Maybe, maybe Garofalo's right. Uh, and I'm like, they literally just threatened to kill you. What, what are you still trying to figure out here, Stallone? But anyway, he goes back to fucking Leota's house to poke around again and see if he can uh, find any... That's the other guy's name. Lagonda. Lagonda? Frank Lagonda. Frank Lagonda. He's Frank. Stallone's Freddy. Click click on his face there and let's see if uh, he's been in anything. Leota Arthur J. Didn't Mascarella. Him. He was uh, Carlo Gervasi in the fucking uh, Sopranos. Okay. I, everybody in this movie is from the Sopranos. <laughs> All like, these Italians... Fucking- are in the Sopranos. Everybody, he every like little fucking actor in this show. He's just up on been on a whole lot of nothing, okay. as it turns yeah. out. Good. Know. I'm yeah. not mad at myself for not recognizing yeah. him. Then, but yeah. uh, either way, he goes and starts poking around, and Leota sees what's happening. So he shows up, and he's like, "Look, Freddy, you're not going to find anything. I did a good job burning my house down for the insurance money. Yep. Fucking, I know what I'm doing. And Stallone's just heartbreaking. Like, what? You're I thought friend. you were my one friend who wasn't a dirty piece of shit. You're telling me you fucking pulled this shit and burnt down your... Oh, oh God. Oh, ah, he, I don't want to see this anymore. I'm sorry. He was the detective in Happiness. Oh, Lagonda wow. Was. wow. Yeah. Cool. Should have yeah. recognized him from Happiness. Yeah. Good Big movie. time. Big time. How long? For sure. Uh, fucking... <sighs> he's he's he Leota's there basically to yeah. talk down Stallone because he can see where this is leading. He's, he's like, you gotta smarten up, man. Yeah, he's, uh, being him. right isn't necessarily yeah. a bulletproof vest. Exactly. And Stallone's yelling, "I'm gonna find Superboy. I'm gonna bring him in. Then everybody in this town's gonna tell the truth." It's probably not gonna happen. Leota knows how the real world works. He accidentally burnt his girlfriend to death trying to cash in on some insurance fraud. Yeah. He's fucking... You don't see him complaining. Nope. Everybody makes sacrifices. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Stallone goes to Rose, Kaitel's wife, in the next scene, looking for Superboy. Mm-hmm. She's going to throw his ass out because fucking nobody needs sad sack Stallone coming to their house. That's, that's an instant death warrant. Correct. He uses his Stallone charm. He's like, come on, I'm the only chance he's got. So, next scene, we see Stallone poking around yeah. down in the sewers. So, she must have told him, like, oh, he's been living in the sewers like a ninja No, turtle. he's up in the water tower. But it leads down into the sewers, right? No. No, he's in a water tower? Oh, yeah. He takes oh, the ladder was, all the way up to the oh, abandoned water tower. I thought he was, tower. like, uh, climbing down into some... Either way. Oh, no. He went up. Guy's living in a, a water tower. Uh, out in the middle of the woods. Bud Diesel's in a chugging cold cans of Campbell's soup, seemingly, for yep. the last week and a half or however long this shit's been going on. But he's got that gun clutched tightly. Yeah. So I, I, I wrote down uh, Rappaport. You never heard of the concept of skipping town? You gotta live no. up in this fucking water yeah. tower? How about... He doesn't trust anybody. How about go to Nevada, then? But how? Get in a motel room or something. Jesus Christ, went south man. so quick, he was scared. Yeah, this guy's not very good at being on the lam, as it turns out. No. Uh, so, uh, he's, he's... Stallone tells him, come on, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna take you in. This is what yeah. we're gonna do. Yeah. At the same time... Uh, fucking Leota, who's in the middle of ditching oh, town. Oh, Ray Leota's in this movie? Yeah. He's all like, I'm going to leave town. Yeah. I got this check. I don't need this fucking place. Later, I'm I going go to Nevada anywhere. or something. And he's like, God damn it. I do like Stallone. I got to help that fat uh, fuck that out. that old so-and-so. So Stallone uh, and Deputy Moe and fucking Superboy are hanging around the fucking sheriff's station. And Deputy Moe's like... I don't is feel safe. Stupid man. Uh, you're going to get us all killed. I got a wife and kids and stuff. Fucking, I'm out. Yeah. So, oh, it makes sense. You know, what I'm doing is pretty dumb. I literally not going to work out. I got nobody in my I kind of see it as a suicide mission, but, you know, quite frankly, at this point, what do I have to live for? So, you know, you it's go just, home. It's just me by myself, really. We got a high noon situation right now. The fucking sheriff's got nobody backing him up. He's going to have to do it alone. Uh, but. Did he have to be so bad at doing it alone? For fuck's sake, Freddy. This guy stumbles two steps out of the back fucking door of the fucking just, police station and immediately just gets he gets dropped. jumped by fucking Robert Patrick and thrown on the ground and like a gun's put to... You did a really bad job of escorting this prisoner yeah. to fucking New York City. Maybe the worst job imaginable, Stallone. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. How about you pick up a phone again no. and call Internal Affairs no. and tell them to come out or something? No. You gotta, no. you gotta try to march him directly through the center of town with a shotgun. It's, it's not a good plan. Laganda and T two beat them up. Oh yeah, and then T two's over at the top of him, and he's like, pulls the move what, of all moves. Is this the Goodyear? Shoots his gun right next to Stallone's good fucking ear after he assures him it's gonna be okay and then stallone is just doing full-on rambo yells with blood pouring out of his fucking ear this is the good ear he's totally deaf now it's not what what is he gonna do now he's worthless if he wasn't already worthless now he's fucking worthless and if it wasn't for that Mm-hmm. We wouldn't get the greatest scene in cinematic history. We're we talking about this final shootout at Harvey Keitel's house. Fat, deaf, floods wearing Stallone. 
walking down the streets of Jersey. Looking like a zombie. This looks like a scene from the fucking Walking Dead. Him walking down the street, holding the shotgun with blood pouring out so of his fucking So fucking head. great. His pants Good fucking fuck. three inches over his shoes. At this point, the fucking ringing in his ears is playing over the soundtrack, and it's the only thing we hear. We're deaf like fucking him. It's a nice fucking touch for just to make this shootout unique and cool. He gets to Kaitel's house. First guy he sees at the end of the driveway is fucking old guy. Yep. He just blows him away with the shotgun. Fucking, he's, he's basically, this is basically the end of Tombstone here. Yep. Wyatt Earp's just walking straight forward and blowing everybody away. He's had enough. We can't hear any of this shit happening. Next up, fucking Robert Patrick shows up. He hears the shooting. He, he comes hears the outside. Shooting. He comes out. You could tell he's just like fucking jawing at him like, oh, come on, Freddy. Get the yeah. fuck out of here. You normal, wanna. You normal type wanna stuff. You they're always yelling at him. So then fucking Patrick pulls out his gun. Stallone's like, oh, shit, my shotgun doesn't have any more shells in it. He full-on quick draws the guy, pulls yeah, his pistol yeah, out of his does. pants, fucking quick draws Robert Patrick, blows his blood all over the fucking garage Did door. Did you see where he hits him? Oh, I, I thought it was just like a direct hit. Fucking Dead center, fucking center of the chest. Right there. None of that movie bullshit no. shooting for the head. Just like this he, was a real... Just like shooting that star out at the fucking carnival. Because when you're police, you're taught center mass, this is baby. full on a fucking... The, the climax of a Western movie we're watching right here is what's fucking happening. Uh, turns out old guy's still alive a little bit, but mm-hmm. uh, Def Stallone sees this in the, uh, in the car side mirror. view mirror of the car parked in the driveway. Uh, he's just like, oh, I got to jump on you. Blows the guy the fuck away. Shoots Ices him like six more times. Ices him. Um, he gets winged though at, at some point. Uh, who 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 wings him here? Oh, that's uh the fucking uh the other cop. He's the uh fucking uh. Is it the guy who like was from the city who they said maybe would give him a job because randomly some no, other no, no, guy no. who it's, I didn't. It's Krasky. He's the Krasky? cop. He's the cop on the bridge with Kaitel. Yeah, I guess there was there was two old cops, and I was just getting them confused and thinking they were the same old cop character. This Krasky doesn't show up a whole lot. He's yeah. high brass with uh, Leota. Either way, he shows up. Or and, not Leota with fucking... Uh, and gets the Kytel. jump on Stallone, fucking wings him, and is about to fucking blow him away fully. He's when... the FBI director in uh, The Rock. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, nice, yeah. yeah. Leota to the rescue. You said he turned yes. back around? He knew where to go. Harvey Keitel's house. He blows this guy fucking away while smoking a fucking cig, looking cool as hell. Oh, yeah, I got that in there, too. completely disheveled. Leota puts him down with a heater in his mouth. <laughs> so then uh, they see Keitel looking out the picture window, seeing what's all going down. Yeah. So fucking Leota starts shooting through the picture window. Yeah. Keitel rabbits, though. He's deep into the house now. We got, we got to go in the house and... Root him out. He saved Stallone, though, because Keitel was... He had a gun. He was taking oh, yeah. aim Once on Stallone. Again, about to fucking take Stallone out. Good thing Leota's here. Stallone goes into the house. Mm-hmm. Once again, Keitel almost gets the drop on him, but Leota shows up fucking... Well, he sees Rappaport going out the window. That's right. Before... Coming up behind him is bef- Keitel. Yeah. So then fucking Leota gets a shot off, but misses. Stallone's like, oh, God, something's happening behind me. And he gets to jump on fucking uh, Kaitel and shoots him in his own bedroom <sighs> in front of shoots. his wife and his dog yeah. and his step-nephew who was trying to sneak out the fucking window. That's right. It's, a, it's just desserts right here. This is a pretty demasculating way for Kaitel to die here in sure front of is. his cheating wife and uh, her 
tiny, annoying, yapping dog. I'm sure this is not how he went and wanted to go out. Not at all. He starts muttering something to Stallone. Oh, yeah. I love this little Stallone touch Stallone gets too. the final line to him, though. I can't hear you, Ray. This uh, undercutting of this big moment, the final words, we don't even hear them. Finally, this manipulator, this guy who's talked his way out of everything, his final words literally fall on deaf fucking ears. I was thinking we should lost in translation this shit and like go yeah. in and see if we could figure out what he says. And yeah. but, but then I was like, no, I'm too lazy to do like, that. We're not, like, we're not going to figure that out. I love you. Mm-hmm. I've always loved you, Freddie. Next scene, he takes Superboy in. He's, he shows up in New York God. City. You want to talk more about subtle acting? Looking here. like a feral fucking animal. Yes, sir. <laughs> Just looking like a fucking coyote in a trap. Like just one of his eyes jerking is like right bloodshot. and left. Anytime anybody comes fucking near him, fucking he looks like the teacher from Dario with the bloodshot <laughs> eye. De Niro finally just like confronts him like a kindly veterinarian, trying to uh, calm down a spooked fucking horse. Yeah, and, uh, get him to e- <laughs> easy horse, yeah, easy, 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 easy horse. Easy him, but still, easy horse. He's like, oh, we'll take, we'll take him in. You, you did good work. This is all right. It's over. It's over. And then uh, we get some like helicopter shots in New York and some closing voiceover where uh, Robert De Niro's like, I assure you, a lot of people went down for this. Uh, Stallone's efforts were not in vain. Uh, Leo to cop the plea. No one is above the law. The end. Nice shot is the Twin Towers as we're pulling away from the city yeah. too. Like, oh yeah, we're pre nine eleven. It's not the very end, though. Oh, that's right. I kind of like it. We got a denouement right here. We always like it when they cut right to uh, fucking credits after the action's over. This one works for me, though. This one? I wasn't too mad at this one either, I don't think. What do you think it stands for? Stallone's back looking at that fucking bridge yeah. like he always does, looking across the city yeah. at the city yeah. longingly, all his fucking regrets. When Deputy Moe rolls up and he's like, yeah, there's a jackknife truck out on the highway we got to take care of. Some more low-rent fucking suburban shit. Yeah. Stallone. It's like, all right, all right. Takes one last look back at the city, and Deputy Moe's like, mm, you okay, man? He gives him a, yeah. Is he, though? Is he? Is he? Is he? Has he? Is he letting things go? Is he finally uh going to... St- Going to stop trying to get in Liz's pants? Is he finally going to make the best of it? Make a go of it over here at Grover Cleveland he instead of longing for the city life the whole did time? did a big thing again, and yet here he is, mm. back where he started. Little bittersweet. Uh, maybe he's spinning his wheels. Maybe he's going to be right back to sniffing around old Liz soon. Or maybe he's... Made a step forward. We don't know. We're left with a moment of uncertainty. Maybe he listens like to that. Springsteen's Nebraska I like that. now. Yeah, we're going to move on to Bruce Springsteen's 1982 album, yeah. Nebraska. Equally sad, but I don't know. It's time to move it along and maybe yeah. listen to a different record at least. Yeah. Sa- same sad life, different sad Springsteen record. That's mm. that's how we move forward. That's life. How we're going to move forward, Matt, is How's by that? taking a little break okay. and uh, having our listeners... A couple weeks? Here's some uh, coming attractions. Oh, the things we're going to be doing the next couple seconds. weeks. We can't. Yeah, all right. We can't take a couple of weeks off. We no. got big things popping here at the end of November. We got to get to that 300 episode. I watched that fucking movie already. Uh, I'm probably still watching it. That thing's so long. Am yeah. I right? Yeah, regularly. When we come regularly. back, Copland is going to enter Judgment Day with T2. 
Terry Lundegaard. You got the car? You bet. Brand new burnt umber Sierra. You want your own wife kidnapped. Her dad, he's real well off. So why don't you just ask him for the money? Ah! See, these are personal matters. Personal matters? Uh, wait, it's Jerry. I don't know what to do. It's my wife. We gotta talk. It's something for Jeez, It's terrible. Oh, I got the state looking for a Sierra with a tag starting DLR. I'm not sure that I agree with you 100% on your police work there, Lou. I think that vehicle there probably had dealer plates. Jeez. DLR? No, they said no cops. Here's the second one. So we got a trooper pull someone over. This a new car then, sir? Oh, it certainly is, officer. Still got that smell. There's a high-speed pursuit. We got a shooting. And then this execution-type deal. Million dollars, a lot of damn money. They got my daughter. Bite your hunt. Brought you some lunch, Margie. What are those, night crawlers? Oh, yeah, looks pretty good. How's Jean? Who's Jean? My wife. <laughs> well, the little guy, he was kind of funny looking. You were having sex with a little fella then. Yeah. Lundegaard. Mind if I sit down? Trying quite a load here. Where's Jerry? Got your damn money. Now where's my daughter? Jeez. Blood has been shed. We don't want the entire 80,000. I answered the darn thing. I'm cooperating here. You have no call to get snippled with me. I'm just doing my job here. <gasps> what do you fellas got yourself mixed up in? Police! So, is there anything else you can tell me about him? He wasn't circumcised. Oh, yeah? sweeping saga of a vast criminal empire spanning four generations of the notorious Corleone family. From their roots in old world Sicily to their rise to power in a new world of violence and corruption, the Godfather saga starts Tuesday night at 8 on WXXA. Getting stronger! Yeah, I put on 20 pounds and uh, only took fucking uh, Getting minimum sag wages to be in this movie, but you know, I wanted to win the Oscar. Go pay. I, I Scope didn't pay win dividends. the Oscar. You know, it's probably just as still good. pretty worth it doing all that because yeah. I, I won a Stockholm award from the Stockholm, Stockholm Film, big Film Festival. Big in Sweden. You know? I got, got yeah. pretty big in Sweden yeah. after I was in Copland. Yeah. It's pretty pretty nice. Didn't so. even get nominated for the Oscar. I had a, a memory that uh, he, he at least Lund- got nominated. Dolph Lundgren was there. You know, Best supporting nice. for Copland. Yeah, fucking, nice. They couldn't throw Stallone a fucking bone for what he did in this movie. That's some sad shit right there. What's the biggest hose job? Stallone not even getting nominated. Mm -hmm. Tom Cruise losing for Magnolia. Oh, wow. Or Bill Murray losing for Lost in Translation. Is this all the same same year? Nah. Different years, probably. Could be. Same era. Magnolia was 99. Murray was definitely uh, nominated. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He and for sure. Cruz were both nominated okay, good. and those lost. Are, those are two great famously. Uh, Murray for supporting or lead? Because I could see him not lead. It was lead. Okay, I was gonna say because if he was, that was sort of a little bit two hander. He was. That's he I'd lost. Consider him one of the leads. He lost. That's also to, one of those uh, ones where they'd be like, he's not gonna get the lead. Let's just put him up for supporting, and then he'll win that easy. He lost lead to Sean Penn and Mystic River. Oh, I'll never forget Mystic River. Who cares? About, nobody's ever talked. No about one. That movie. No one's ever Again, talked ever. about that movie. Oh, give me a break. That's Academy why. That's why Murray was so pissed. He pieces of shit. Yeah, they should have. They should have just cut their losses and put them up for best supporting. Even though that was a lead role, he would have won that easy. That's fair. 
Any. Stallone's the biggest travesty. Right? It is. Fucking. Although, you know, maybe there's some people that aren't too fond of this movie. We'll uh, figure it out here in our next segment, which we call Judgment Day. It's when we go out to the internet to see what you, the people, had to say about the film that we watched. I the people that I care about. One Ninja Star reviews. I get a couple of five no. Ninja Star reviews. Big fan of We people. read them. We think about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, uh, I got a one Ninja Star review coming off of the Internet Movie Database. Oh, yeah. From a user called Chris-474. Cool name, bro. He says, this is the worst movie in years. Oh. Sylvester Stallone cannot act at all in this movie. <gasps> Robert De Niro is another crap cop movie. He is also terrible. Oh. This movie is long, and without the big-name actors offering no good acting at all, this movie would have gone straight to video. Not that a video shop would want this movie in its store. When is Hollywood going to realize that the Macho Cop film is not something viewers want to see? If you do watch this movie, good luck. You'll need a lot of coffee and a remote with a big fast-forward button on it. One Ninja Star, IMDb user, Chris. He thinks fucking macho cop movies is something nobody wants to see? Have you ever fucking looked at a box office receipt? Thank you. It's the only Thank thing people you. want to see. That was an extremely ham This is one of these idiots who's in charge of Hollywood now who's like, nobody wants to see cop movies. Nobody wants to see fucking superhero movies and what's, nothing else. What's this guy's name? Somebody put this guy in charge of what's Hollywood, Chris, Chris 474. You're officially our Carl Buddigs of, yeah, the week. of the week. Give me a, ugh, get out of here. Ugh. I always uh, I always did the Buddig beef when I was a small child and had yeah? those sad bags of meat uh, yeah. thrown on a piece of white bread as my sad suburban kid lunch i tell you about when tom skaronsky ate that meat pie the two the two pop tarts no, with a, a full package of carl butter corn beef corn beef huh? in between Ugh. the pop tarts no no condiments no 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 i dared him to eat that okay, as yeah. a sandwich probably, and then he was paid with probably would have wanted a smear of apple butter or something was, in there if i was him he was paid with a Shut diet coke Pop-Tarts. and like a buck 67 and change to do it worth it yeah this next one Ninja Star review is short and to the point. It's uh, kind of how I imagined people who don't like this movie would think about this movie. Mm-hmm. This is from a letterboxed user named Raina, who's got a perspective that maybe I could understand, okay. unlike that previous person. Lay it on me. Raina says, my dad had this on, and I was half watching it. Pretty good to fall asleep to. Mm. One Ninja Star mm. from a young lady. He was forced into cop land yeah. by a dad. Yeah. This is a dad movie, Matt. Right. If you're not a dad, yeah. probably don't try to watch cop land. Yeah. It's probably not going to work out for you. Like I think about all these movies that like are powerful to dads, and it's mm-hmm. like, did dad hate his life that much? Turns out, yes, yeah. or maybe more so. Right. Look back, there's probably memories you've suppressed. Right. I'm sure he was it's a probably sad even man. Worse. A lot of disappointments. Matt, our first Five Ninja Star review here. I'm loving this one. This guy's got a lot of swagger. This is from an IMDb user named Kabu the Warrior. Yeah, that's strong. I like it. Kabu the Warrior. Yeah. Who says, as a future filmmaker, Oh! I hope I can ever make a film of this caliber. Is he going to use Kabu the Warrior as his directing name? Oh, he already has. Okay. I've looked into it since he wrote this. He's made many films. Oh, nice. 
the cast was brilliant. He's currently filming and my god, too. I love Sly in this film. Yes, he was great. I think one of the best performances he really did. Awesome. What more do I have to say about Ray L? Uh huh. He is the awesome, excellent cast. Bobby D, the legend. Uh huh. Harvey K, Bob Patrick. Great. This guy talks like us. Just a good movie with an excellent cast. This guy's all right. This is why I, like, this is why I picked his review. He's, this guy's okay. In a world where a cop movie comes out every five minutes, and most are usually bad, yep. Copland proves you don't need mega millions to make an excellent film. In fact, all the actors in this picture worked for scale. Mm-hmm. Once again, awesome film. Buy it. Rent it. Steal it. <laughs> this guy. But if you haven't seen it, do so ASAP. Or you will, I repeat, you will be cheating yourself. Five Ninja Stars from IMDb user and future, maybe present, filmmaker. Yeah. K Boo the Warrior. Yeah. He's probably made something by now, I would assume. I didn't check it out. I just assumed he did. We might have to check some of uh, his other film reviews. This guy, he seems yeah. to be on the level. Also, he used no punctuation throughout uh, that entire review. Not a single period or comma. So Don't got time. Not a single capital. Uh, hopefully, hopefully he figured time. that by the time he started submitting scripts to people. That's for a script editor to figure that's out. That's true. Yeah, that's why we pay these uh, yeah. Jews the big bucks that's to right. uh, work that egghead sort of stuff out missing, up there in Hollywood. Missing the period, you are. You know? Matt, I've got one more Five Ninja Star review, and it is from official Baby Oil and Blow film critic Ivo Cobra 8. Who, uh, he's maybe a drama king himself. I didn't know if he uh, delved into uh, serious cop dramas like this. Old Ivo Cobra, but he does. Let's hear what uh, AKA Nightmare on Elm Street fan himself has to say about this movie. Allegedly. <clears throat> he says, I am a Hugh Stallone fan. Did we know that? You think he meant huge? I don't think Hugh Stallone is a person. No, no, no. Hugh Stallone? Oh, I love all this shit. I love Rambo movies to death. They are my favorite action film franchise of all time. I love Demolition Man, Rocky Movies, Cliffhanger, and of course, Copland. Easily one of Sylvester Stallone's best performance he ever did. It is a crime thriller and a good one. I love this film to death. It is my personal favorite Stallone film. It is his last good movie he did in the 90s. I don't, know. I don't know about that. I mean, Shots you, fired. Did you do Cliffhanger after this? No, no, no. Copland is one of those rare cinematic treats that features an A-list cast of thespians, all in familiar territory, with exception for lead Sylvester Stallone. But that said, he really shines, and you really feel for his sluggish, almost helplessness, character Freddy, as he hops around trying to do the right thing, but wants to remain loyal to his fellow cops until he finds the right mind to make the right choice. It is a Miramax film, which Stallone did for a different studio. This movie, again, it is a crime thriller. You don't have a lot of shout-outs, or action, but it is something that is right. Yes. The cast besides Sylvester Stallone are Ray Liotta, Robert De Niro, Peter Berg, Jeanine Garofalo, Robert Patrick, Michael Rappaport, uh-huh. and Annabella Sciorra. Uh-huh. Robert Patrick from Terminator 2 Judgment Day is in this movie as one of the cops with a mustache, and he is believable. Yes, I love Sylvester Stallone's character, Freddie Heflin. I have enjoyed his performance. Freddie Heflin, the town sheriff, mm-hmm. idolizes the NYPD and once hoped to become an officer. He cannot do to going deaf in one ear while right. rescuing a drowning woman many years earlier. 
The character is written on me because I look like that and I talk like that. Oh, oh, okay. Wow. Bombshells. Wow. I love this movie to death. I love it. I have enjoyed it. You get, we're reading this in the wrong cadence. It's like, hey, one of my favorite actors ever. I mean, that's his favorite movie. Springsteen vinyl over in Slovenia. We could mail it to him. I think this movie is underrated and underappreciated. Robert De Niro is awesome as internal affairs investigator Lieutenant Mo Tilden. Yeah. But he was still better in Heat. He had much more to do in that movie as Neil McCauley. He is one of my favorite action crime films of all time. Harvey Keitel as Ray Donlin is a veteran actor in this movie. I absolutely love his acting performance. Mm-hmm. The movie is about corrupt cops in a New Jersey. It is a realistic, powerful performed. I don't know why Stallone doesn't give a credits about this movie. Right? Copland is in my top 10 favorite Sylvester Stallone movies. Yes. James Mangold directed the film, who later directed The Wolverine and Logan, and still, he did a great job. Everyone does a fine job in this movie. I love the music score by Howard Shore. I would say this movie is miles way better than Judge Dredd. That Stallone made two years earlier, and Judge Dredd is a joke. This movie is great. Ray Liotta is great as an actor. I have enjoyed his performance. I loved Ray Liotta in No Escape, which is a good sci-fi action movie. He's right. Agreed wholeheartedly. The sheriff of suburban New Jersey community, populated by New York City police officers, slowly discovers the town is a front for mob connections and corruption. My favorite film, Copland. It does not have drama in it. Mm. No, Freddie doesn't have a girlfriend or sex. He is a loner. That's, that's and true. draw a line in the sand in which he wears a badge. I don't think he's a loner. He's just forced to be. I love Copland to death. Entertain Lonely. it for life. Stallone is quite good indeed in a fairly simple performance that he could have given with a lot less off-camera chest-beating 20 years ago. Oh. Back then, it was still possible for him to give a damn without holding a press conference at Planet Hollywood. Wow. The guy's sticking his neck out simply by trying again, which is a lot more than you can say for, well, practically everybody who used to be good 20 years ago and stinks now. Jeez. Five Ninja Stars from... Oh, wow. This is, this is officially a Nightmare on Elm Street fan Is it review. okay? It comes from that account. All right. We all know it's Ivo Cobra, though. We've cracked that code. Wow. I never thought he'd go... Fucking he got, heel he got on everybody at the, the end. end well. Yeah, he got political there. He didn't like the work of a uh, fucking Schwarzenegger Turns and out, a uh, JCBD shooting, and shooting a some fucking Bruce arrows Willis. at Bruno is what he's yeah. doing right there. Is what's happening. Wow, pot shots. It's heavy, man. Oof, Matt. Yeah, let's uh, get into your final thoughts and your Ninja Star rating of uh, this year film. Copied. Yeah, took a big yawn and a. We'll swear that wild turkey. Oh right yeah, there. that's all gonna register on the mic for yeah, sure. Yeah. For sure. Ah! Pregnant pause right there. Ah! Getting serious. <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna take a dramatic approach here. Oh, okay, wow. If I can. Uh, very appropriate for the month. Not really. Nate, uh we watch a lot of movies, we talk about a lot of movies. At least one a week. Sometimes we like the movies. Often. Sometimes we, we hate the movies. Uh I love this movie. Wow. I don't hide it. Wow. I watch it a lot, as often as I can. It's coming as a shock to me. It's been a little while since I've seen it. Mm-hmm. And when I say a little while, that means like five years for me. Mm-hmm. I try to watch this one with regularity. Yeah. Uh, I wish I hadn't watched this one so recently. Okay. It had been... Maybe like six months ago I watched it. Oh, yeah. It would have been nice to have had a little bit of, uh, recent. Little yeah. bit of time in between. Yeah. Didn't know we were going to do this. Yeah. We take, we've taken a left turn we here for We spurred it on We changed ourselves. things up a little bit. 
A little disappointed that there wasn't a nice 4K restoration, but I digress. That would be lovely. Are there boobies in this movie? No. Do they go to scores gentlemen uh, clubs? Uh, there's some background uh, oh, that's true. in the gratuitous strip club scene. Yeah, I yeah. specifically have that in my final thoughts. Good call. They're not call. focused on, but there is a pair in the background. Yeah. I wasn't even going to focus in on it myself because that's how good this movie how is. magnetic Rappaport is. When I love this screen. shit. It's got Rappaport. It's got Deacon mm. from fucking King of Queens, who I love. Yeah. All right? I know that He's about. great. Deacon, he's like, always been a favorite of yours. Deacon's the man. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's your Mount Rushmore of King of Queens characters, you'd say? I, not, I know Deacon's on there. I tell you who doesn't make okay. the list. Uh-huh. Richie. Rich, no, 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 Richie. No way would Richie be on that. Richie's for, a piece of sure. shit. When they got rid of him and they got Gary Valentine. Oh, yeah. uh, fucking Big improvement, I would assume. Kevin James' real-life brother, you know? Oh, no. Yeah. What's oh, that, no. He's great. Look like exactly like Kevin James. Uh, you'll find out, spoiler alert, when we watch Paul Blart Mall Cop. Ooh, intriguing. Yeah, baby. So anyways, Copland kicks all the dicks. I don't even like De Niro all that much, but he's amazing in this Blart. role. Fucking Stallone. I'll turn you around at De Niro. Stallone, man. That's the last thing I do. Stallone's everything in this movie. Fat Stallone? Sad Stallone. Even fat, sad Stallone? Springfield Stallone. Wow. Give me all of it. Mm-hmm. This is a five bullet banger for me, man. Five bullet banger. I fucking love this one. Wow, that's big. I was forty-five. To go all the you're way. in, you're out. Wow. All the shits are in it. I'm blown away. This is no blown away. Is also five bangers. That's right. Yeah. Five it's five bullets. One. Another one you've given all of them yeah. to. All the ninja stars. Yeah. Okay. Ninja wow. stars bullets is the other thing. Speaking of speaking of blown away. Yeah. I gotta say to anybody who uh, gave this a less than four ninja star review. You blew it! You blew this it! This is a solid fucking recommendation. You blew Clearly, it. it's a little silly in parts. Uh, <laughs> fucking nope. Story's a little. Uh, there's there's some holes you could poke at if you wanted no, to. No, I don't find them. But the acting's all good enough that you're not thinking about stuff like that unless you watch movies in a dumb way. Yeah, that's 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 a dumb way to watch movies. Stallone and especially fucking Robert Patrick, I think, kill it in this movie. Underrated. Stallone, of Robert course, Patrick he's that anchoring this. thing. But Robert Patrick is just like the worst of the worst scumbag guy in this. Yeah. He's just, he gets under your skin. You blew it as an all-timer fucking scene. De Niro yep. eating that sandwich is fucking amazing. Uh, I did write that there's some background boobies in the gratuitous strips club scene. Good so job. you can't dock it for not Good having job. any... Uh, number one thing I like about this film mm-hmm. is that if this film like this, this corruption, you're building a case, you expect it to, uh, especially like serious tone like this, you expect it to end in a big courtroom scene, mm. a big courtroom finale, mm. and instead they went this stupid, dumb direction to just having a big shootout instead, and it, all the bad guys die. Yeah. All the bad guys get blown away. Hell which yeah. I fucking love. Uh, Wait, it should be. I'm solid on fucking Copland. I think yeah. it's good. I think it's a, a solid four Ninja Star uh, just recommendation, a full-on recommendation. You dig. I dig. I dig. You dig. Can't go all the way with it. I can't. Can't go all the way with I it. I did. Interesting. Yeah. We're back and forth so far this week on our uh, our, our, our final judgments and our, our Ninja Star ratings. Uh-huh. Uh, going forward, we'll see if this continues, if we got a little bit of beef. Uh, next week, as we 
What's what could it be? We're stepping back a little bit from oh. uh, the the prestige Robert De Niro films and take taking a break from him, oh. and uh, we're gonna make a, our way up to a town called Brainerd. And, Brainerd, uh, a little crime film based on a true story. Oh, made by a couple of guys called the Motherfucking Cohen Brothers. Oh. Get ready to listen to us doing some obnoxious fucking Minnesota accents, because we're going to be talking Fargo. Yeah, hey. Drama Kings Month rolls on towards that big Thanksgiving finale. We're going to talk about it. you get a turkey yet? Did I? Yeah, you got that turkey thawing out yet? No, you don't got to thaw it. You're going to want to leave it frozen this year. You got to thaw those things out three weeks in advance. No, 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 no. We're picking them up this year. Three weeks in advance. Get your turkey ice cream cake from Baskin Robbins this year, everybody. They look delightful, huh? I haven't. You have to look into this. Tune in next week when we're talking about ice cream cake turkeys and my personal close friend, Peter Stormare. It's baby oil and blow. Stay safe. It's a long road when you're on your own And it hurts when they tear your dreams apart And every new town just seems to bring you down Trying to find peace of mind Break your heart It's a